because imagine sitting down on this. You're listening to the only podcast in the universe where clothing is optional, but pot is not. Broadcasting from FEMA Region 7, it's Bowl After Bowl with your hosts, Lorian and Spencer. Sure, Spencer. And he's trying to jump up at me. And he's trying to jump up at me. The number one thing I smell right now is pot. Yep, that's pot, all right. <gasps> Getting high? Sparking up a J. Lighting, 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 lighting up a J. I don't think this stuff is working. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You'd love it. Rock on. Smoke on. Oh yeah, we're rocking on. We're smoking on. And coming to you live from the Bowl After Bowl stream and the No Agenda stream. It is Tuesday night. Another Token Tuesday. July 19th, 2022. I'm Sir Spencer Wolf against City. I'm Dame DeLorean. And you're in the bowl. So slow your roll. We're happy to have you with us. Happy to have you with us, No Agenda Nation. Thank you, Sir Bimrose, for helping flush the turtlet. Yes, thank you, sir. On the stream there. He is swearing that it's a uh, stereo thing. You gotta connect in stereo. You can't connect in mono. I have uh, always had uh, mono set up on my butt, and uh, my system just streams mono. Just have mono. It's just the way it is. Yeah, have mono. Ooh. Pewter is set up. System-wide. System-wide, I pump it mono. I just send all streams to the mono. Which is weird. Now it's working. Cool. I don't know. I don't know nothing about nothing other than it's working. So I save configs. And uh, maybe next time I'll try connecting stereo and breaking it again. I don't know. (laughs) I don't know. But uh, all is well. All is well. Yeah. It's been a crazy week. It's been a hot week. It's been real hot. It's been, uh, I don't know, man. Chicken started laying eggs. That's been cool. Yeah. We ate some today. Finally, uh, scrambled up three of them. We got up to three. We were <laughs> like, All right, it's time. It's like an every other day occurrence. She can keep those things on the counter for like a month and they're fine. Although they say like in the first two weeks, you can notice like a difference uh, after the two week mark of them not being as fresh. I don't know, man. These ones were damn delicious. Tasty. Thick. Thick. Meaty. No doubt. There was a lot of egg going on. I mean, they're so tiny, you know? Yeah, that's what you... shocked me. Because the egg itself is very small. Fits in the palm of my hand. Mm-hmm. Or a four-year-old's hand. But yeah, it felt like uh, at least three of the larger eggs. Yeah. And it tasted way better. I didn't put anything on the eggs. I just scrambled them and just cut them up, ate them. It was off the chain, off the charts. Incredible. Yeah, you brought me a plain bite of egg, and I was like, oh, I like my hot sauce with my eggs. 
Yeah, but then I took a bite, and I was like, oh, this is really freaking good. Get some hot sauce later on once we get used to, you know. We're just all, like, spoiled of the egg. But I just wanted to taste the unadulterated, completely unseasoned, un- not even, a- I didn't put no salt on there. I didn't even cook a- any garlic up in the pan. Usually what I do is I cook some garlic, I saute some garlic, throw the egg in there to scramble it. Fuck, I usually add onions and uh, oh, whatever yeah. is around. You know, banana pepper's always good. Pepperoni's all right. Uh, There's some ham in there. Ham sausage, sausage, some kind of other meat, you know. Yeah. Bunch of cheddar cheese on top, the sharpest you can get. No, yep. I just was like, no, you know what? I want to taste just the egg. And uh, I'm glad I did. Me too. It was wonderful. It's tasty. It's awesome that uh, they're laying them in the backyard. Yeah, I think that there's a slight color difference you can tell from the Cinnamon Queens and the uh, Bard Rocks. The Bard Rocks are like a full tan. kind of. It's like a light tan, but it's like filled in. And then the Cinnamon Queens lay this tan egg that's like smoky. It's like, it's like, it's like snowy. Yeah, it looks like a snowy kind of It almost outside. had like white sparkles on it. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like somebody took that, uh, you know, the stuff they do in the Christmas time in the shop windows where it looks like snow. They like spray the yeah. speckled stuff. That's kind of what it looks like to me. Yeah, that's what it reminds me of. It's pretty cool. We can tell which uh, which chickens lay in which eggs, or yep. which type of chicken. I have. Uh, I'm something like a third of the way through finishing the stupid uh, deck as a second run project, which I wanted to be done with, but getting under is like. A little bit more complicated than I first had planned out, which I hadn't planned out basically. <laughs> <laughs> I just get got my ass up under the deck, and it's like, oh, you know, the the spots where everything terminates kind of goes into, you know, there's one part of the where the deck ends, and then there's probably a couple feet of house or like you know, soffit underneath the house type area, which still needs to be gated in. And if I wanted to just staple it just to the deck part all the way around, then on the back section, I'd have to run another thing of chicken wire, which, I don't know, we'd have to go get another roll, first of all. Mm. It just seems wasteful. When I could just, uh, I think, finish that last part out by framing in these two square parts on each side. We've got to build a wall. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) For that last part, yeah. That's what has to go down. I did build a sweet door, though, like a hatch, like a hutch hatch. Yeah, that is really cool. It's like, uh, it's on a little hinge. I'm proud of that. It's just all fucking bendy right now, so I have to, uh, I got these long paint sticks at the Valmart, and, uh, I want to kind of frame that weird opening, that door, around with this. I just keep that straighter, and then maybe it'll close better. I don't know. I thought about getting a magnet to kind of hold it shut, too. So if just the straight shot alone doesn't do it, I'm going to add magnets. Yeah, add a magnet or something. I mean, there's already going to be a brick in front of it the whole time, you know. Yeah. But maybe, I don't know, maybe if I have some kind of a latch system or a magnet clasp or something, then I won't need the brick. Mm. It's going to be a pain in the butt to move the brick all the time, but I don't anticipate having to go under there a lot. Right, that's what I'm thinking. I really don't want to go under there a lot. But then the next issue we're running into is, are we going to connect the original run to this run that we're building under the deck? Or should we just get more nesting boxes? Yeah, I don't know. Build a little coop for them down there. I don't That's know either. That's a good either. question. I don't know. I kind of like the idea of it all connecting. 
Yeah. Me too. But uh, is it going to be harder? I don't know. My thing is with our chickens now laying eggs, what they do is they all sleep in one box on the right, and then they lay their eggs in the box on the left. Well, I found one of the eggs on the the right. Really? Oh, cool. The one today, yeah. Nice. So. Yep. I don't know. Then I guess it doesn't matter. They say you shouldn't let them sleep in the nesting boxes. But they keep knocking that roost bar, like, down. Yeah. Because they're just big and dumb. I don't know. <laughs> I might staple it in place or something. I don't know. I'm thinking about it. Uh, what are you going to do? Chickens are dumb. Build them a, a slumber house. little tree house on the deck or something to add to it. Maybe they'll sleep in there. With no nesting area, just a bar. A box of a bar. Maybe. Chicken bar. A chicken bar. Hell, I don't know. I'm just figuring it out one day at a time, you know? <laughs> yeah, I'm in the same boat. But I do know we got a Casey meetup coming up this weekend. That's exciting. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Uh, got a promo in this time. Yeah, you did. Which I did not last time. So I know everybody was like, oh, they like, you know, they didn't let me know. But I know everybody's disappointed. I was disappointed myself. But I just had so much shit going on, you know? Yeah, that's life. And then I was trying to... Uh, Plan another one in June, and I reach out on the Telegram. And I'm like, I'm like, somebody please pick like a a venue. Begging, you were begging. Just, like, Can just somebody, pick a venue. I was like, I'm looking at my calendar. I'm like, super overwhelmed. And there's a lot of stuff, you know. Like, we kind of have a day carved out. But just like, somebody tell me where. Somebody tell me where to have it, and I'll just make that thing based on there. But I just like, you know, I just didn't have an idea. I had no inspiration for a where. Yeah, a where. And I was like, you know, nah, nobody touched it with a 10-foot pole. So, I don't know. The last time around, uh, somebody spoke up and was like, let's at least do out east in Independence or something. Like, east of the city. So I was like, all right, here's like seven different places in Independence we could go. Ended up uh, Carabas. Carabas Italian, uh, what do you call it? Joint? Yeah. Italian grill, I believe. Oh. (laughs) Never have I ever been. To Carabas. Me so neither, but first. I've heard a lot of uh, radio commercials for it, you know? Seems interesting, seems cool. Yeah. Two Sicilians from Texas? I'm intrigued. Yeah. Well, I guess you want to hear the promo? I guess we could play it. Yeah, play it. Maybe you missed it on the on the NA show. Hey, Kansas City. Get your pasta glass locked and loaded and join us for a no agenda meetup Saturday, July 23rd at 3.33 at Carabas Italian Grill in Independence. RSVP with your more at noagendameetups.com. It's going to be better than the best of pizza party. Yeah, just something quick and sweet. You actually were like, just do the pasta glock thing. <laughs> yeah, I said, get your pasta glock like, locked okay. and loaded. So apologies to Sister Seat Sitter. Or thanks for the inspo. Yeah, for uh, poorly ripping off the uh, pasta glock clip. Oh, I thought it was great. Got your friend Mario in there to do it for you and all that <laughs> stuff. <laughs> yeah, I hired it out for bottom dollar, baby. Because <laughs> God knows I don't have time for that shit. Oh, my God. Yeah. Oh, your promos are always fun. Oh. I need to put it up on the uh, SoundCloud, because that's where I I usually throw the promos on the SoundCloud as I make them, and this one hasn't hasn't reached the SoundCloud quite yet. Uh, Yeah, whatever. 
it's on my to-do list. <laughs> How do you like them apples? The to-do list. The where to-do ideas list. go to die. The to-do list is bringing in uh, another, uh, uh, hopefully another closing at the end of the week or beginning Ooh, of next week. That's and then, fun. Um, also, at work, we're losing our React guy. Uh-oh. So I'm gonna be like tapped to be the react the new React guy. Oh, you're the React dude. Yeah. I hear React is hot. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> what all the cool kids are using. <laughs> so I am happy to be teaching it to the future developers. Yeah, uh, you started teaching it to me. Yes, I did. I was all down until I got to React hooks. Hooks, man. And now I'm a little. I don't quite get that yet. Hooks but- make it a whole new world, right? Hmm. Because you've got your variable you set, but then you've got your uh, your function that you call. And you can't change the variable, you have to use the function to uh, change the state. It's all about the use state. React hooks, baby. You will be hooked. <laughs> you will be hooked. Uh, Yeah, that's pretty cool. You know what else was cool? We sat down with Mitch of the KC Bitcoiners and had a little bowls with buds on Friday night. Yeah, that was awesome. A good time. Got a KC Bitcoiner in the bowl. That's right. Yeah, I hope to grab some more of those guys in the future. Yeah, definitely. Uh, but yeah, we talked uh, kind of his origin story. We always love origin stories here on the bowl. And uh, next week, our bowls with buds, we do have one. It's going to be a big old nasty Sunday after no agenda style show. That's right. And uh, we're going to have your boy Kyron down. Woo! Of mere mortals. All the way from Brisbane, down under. So what do you think about that? That'll be a fun one. Yeah, that'll be awesome. Be pretty cool right after the big show. Perfect time to get them in the bowl. Yeah, that's what I thought. I was like, "Hey, man, yeah, I, you know, I should have had him on." You know, it's kind of about that time. So I was like, uh, "Of course, I had Sir Bim Rose being like, would you uh, please schedule another live show <laughs> after No Agenda on the Up Next Live?" So I'm bad about just like getting in that rotation. Yeah. Uh, need to do it more often. I'm gonna look for August. I'm gonna find somebody off for a swell for August. Find somebody, I don't know. August is busy. Everything's busy, <laughs> I man. Know. Oh, Jesus. I need to quit one of my seven jobs, dude. It's getting old. Yeah. Getting old so I can work on one of my 12 projects. <laughs> my 12 hobby projects. If I didn't have seven jobs, these 12 hobby projects would be smoking. Let me tell you. Oh, yeah. It would be fine. It would be good. It would be good. Hey, at least the bull doesn't suffer for it, right? <laughs> Just the website. Don't quit anything but the bull. Oh, my God. Yeah, so you bowlers have nothing to worry about. Nothing to worry That's about. Right. In fact, it's the bowlers that keep us coming back week after week. Toking Tuesday after Toking Tuesday. Correct. I added the G. Toking. <laughs> toking Tuesday. Oh, okay. <laughs> I have something for a Toking Tuesday. Recalcitrant boomer. Hey. So recalcitrant of you <laughs> to add the G. No, we love our bowlers, man. That's why we take them up front. This is a That's value right. for value podcast. And uh, some of you might not know quite what that means. And so what it does mean is we put this thing out for, you know, no paywall, no ads, no slimy money bullshit. We're not chasing this fucking dollar thing trying to get bought out or trying to get sponsorships or trying to get fucking attention or audience grinding or like salivating over our numbers no 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 no. what we focus on is putting out the show every tuesday and we focus on getting some buds in the bowl every once in a while when we can and we focus on making it you know 
the show that you guys want to keep coming back to. And then all that we ask in return is to return that value. Basically, it really comes back to uh, the thing I n- neglected to play for a while, but it's it's the first rule of being a smoker. First rule of being a smoker is it's bad manners to keep bumming all the damn time. Oh, yeah. It's just bad manners. You don't want to be a mooch, man. So you chip back in. That's all. It's a beautiful, reciprocal, adult, trusting relationship, you know? And uh, we love the bowlers that give back uh, their value, their hard-earned value, whether it's time, talent, or treasure. And we thank everybody for their treasure at the very up front of the show right here. That's what I'm doing right now. All smoothly and transition-like as I pull up a PayPal window. Which you can find, by the way, if you go to bullafterbull.com, and uh, it's at the bottom of every page. No matter where you're at, you can scroll to the very bottom. There's a little PayPal button, and uh, you can shoot us these Fiat Fun coupons that uh, power the stream infrastructure. They power the web host. They power uh, all of our monthly bills to keep this thing going and keep this thing running. And uh, I want to thank some people who uh, packed some bowls for us. Including Mr. Sharky Shark, who Ooh. hit us with that stonation at 420 a month. Uh, so thank you very much. Thanks, sir. Sharky. I got a woo for you. Woo! I also have a recurring donation coming from Circus Media. All right. Thanks, Circus Media. For 1111. So appreciate that. Thank you for the value for value. Also, uh, and I do want to reload this activity because sometimes people get mad at me. They're like, Oh, I came in late and you didn't. So we always got to click and check. Yes, that is the up-to-date list for the PayPal. Thank you. All right. Thank you, bowlers. We also have from the Cash App. He's always sneaking into the Cash App. And uh, this is the this time I'm on top of it. I'm not going to let it get by me. Justin Martin, wrong kind of podcast. Woo-hoo! He comes in with 23,613 Saturoonies. All right. Thanks, Justin. Awesome stuff. Thank you so much. And uh, he does leave a note. He says, for my KC homies, keep on keeping on, go Chiefs. All right. It's early for the Chiefs, but maybe, I don't know, is it? Maybe they're starting up. Maybe it's preseason. Yeah, we're always chiefing in here. <laughs> That's what I like to hear. Woo! Uh, yes, we are. It's true. Can't argue with that. Uh, That's $5 on uh, Cash App. So Cash App just lets you shoot... Uh, Fiat, and it comes on the other side of Sats. It's like uh, pretty cool. I think Strike lets you do that too, leveraging the Lightning Network to uh, move money from one spot to another spot. So he just sends the five dollar Sats through, and uh, whatever the price happens to be, it comes through in that many Sats. So uh, I appreciate you hitting us three days ago with this. This would be lower Sats today. Wild. Oh yes, wild because number go up. I guess now in the past couple of days, but uh, it's it's great. It's uh, it's another way that we can pass value around at the speed of lightning. Pa-pow! And that's what all the pews are about. Been hearing some pews during the show. That's helipad firing off with a little pew! Uh, which gets us all excited, because that means a boostagram just came in. This is podcasting 2.0 at work. And, uh, man, the boys at Behind the Schemes, they got the uh, custom boost sounds going. Oh, yeah. That we've been talking about and salivating about for quite some time, so... That's so awesome to hear that implemented, and Servo is a big part of helping them get that running. So Pioneers. Shout out to you guys. You guys are fucking impressive people, and I uh, love it. I love hearing that. It's got me so jazzed for like um, 
this website thing I keep threatening to do, um, which, by the way, definitely is going to be in React now. And um, this stuff that I've been cramming for um, to teach the advanced React stuff, it's great. It's juicy. It's uh, it's going to be really fun to actually to use. So anyway, I actually can taste it realistically now, the redesign. It's not like some kind of like a wishful looking out the window thing. Because it's like... That's what I've been thinking about for like the past, I don't know, year and a half. Is like, what do I want to build it in? And oh wow, just the I, language. And I kind of scaffold something in React, but I didn't like it. And then I mm. tried something else in an MVC kind of thing, but just felt a little, I don't know. It felt dated the way I was putting it together. Mm. And uh, you also needed Windows Server and the thing that I was doing before. And I didn't yeah. really want to deploy to Windows Server. I wanted to just be able to use my DreamHost uh, Linux servers, you know, just an Apache server. So, turns out, uh, I got some ideas. I'll, t- I'll talk to you about after the show. Okay. About some of the stuff because it's pretty cool. Um, let's let's read some boostergrams though. Yeah, boostergrams. How am I doing? Eighty-eight, eighty-eight came in three times. Whoa. Uh, after we ended the uh, Bulls with Buds with Mitch. And uh, that's from Abel Kirby each time. Herbal Kerbal. Herbal Kerbal. And he says, got to get some time playing Ellen Games. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Me too. We were talking uh, a little bit about the Lightning Games, which I have a story about later on. Cool. A little teaser there. So I'll get some Ellen uh, Games for you. Thank you, Abel. You're going to be excited about it. 100 sats out of Fountain. By the way, uh, Abel was in CurioCaster there. 100 sats out of Fountain from Captain Stacks. Right. Who says, good show. And he has a string of emojis here. The flame, the diamond, the big bag of money, and a dude wearing sunglasses. Thanks, Captain Sack- Stacks. Captain Stacks. <laughs> Captain Stacks. Captain Stacks. Throwing sats at you. <laughs> uh, what else we got? Oh, 101 from Mere Mortals Podcast. Speak Woo! of the devil down oh, under. Kyron coming in a fountain, and he says, uh, Bitcoin meetups are really fun. Lots of interesting people to talk to. I met an American who disliked Texas and was moving to Australia, and an Aussie who disliked Australia and wanted to move to Texas oh. at the same event. Whoa. I was scared that if they met, it would be like matter and antimatter touching. Kabloom. <laughs> <laughs> like a big storm. Oh, my goodness. What? Well, thank you. Appreciate that, Kyron. Yeah, thanks, Kyron. And yes, Bitcoin meetups are fantastic, fabulistic. They're great. Great, wonderful fun, and I recommend one highly, especially, especially above all, if you're like, what the hell is this Bitcoin shit all about? Like, if you're confused, or if you're like, uh, you know, we talked to Sir Paul, and he was like, um, he was upset on Twitter earlier today, he was like, uh, oh, there's no on-ramps for Bitcoin, and like, Bitcoin on-ramps are still in the Stone Age, I was like, man, you're in the Stone Age, man, there's Bitcoin on-ramps, I was like... What are you trying to do? Are you trying to buy it? There's like eight exchanges you can get in Canada. You can use BISC anywhere in the world to get non-KYC coin privately. But then I was like, dude, just go to a Bitcoin meetup in Toronto and people there will set you straight, man. People there will get you your Bitcoin. Because he was like, oh, the banks and the credit cards make it so difficult, you know, to get Bitcoin. It's like, dude, the whole point of this, you don't have to worry about them fuckers anymore. Yep. Fuck them. Yeah. Fuck them. C-Dubs also highlights Bitcoin-Resources.com. There's all kinds of resources. We'll put it in the show notes, because uh, uh, I think that some people are projecting about where the Stone Age is at. Mm. 
This is my just my just my take, just my fucking feeling. But no, we want to help everybody get those on ramps because it's hidden. It's not apparent, and it's like you can't Google it right very easily. Because when you Google stuff and you don't really know the right terms or what you're like actually really really looking for, then it becomes a just a fucking flood of some of the dumbest takes, the dumbest journalism, the shittiest coins, and all these different things that float to the top of SEO. And because because yeah. instead of developing on a long term uh, in the right way, they're just going for fucking SEO and you know just trying to get top of mind, grab money. Everybody. That was one thing that uh, Curry said that was so right. Everybody is just so fucking horny for the money, you know? And uh, it really makes getting things uh, off the ground um, frustrating. Because that's not what we're about. No. We're about value for value, you know? Yes, value. Put up or shut the fuck up. (laughs) Uh, 420 out of CurioCaster from Test Toker. Woo, thanks, Test Toker. Got your toke. Uh, Out of Fountain. 42,000 sats. Whoa. From Lavish. Oh, thanks, Lavish. Lavi, Lavi, Lavish. So cheers, sir. Here's a bong rip to you, sir. He says, Chief Big Toke. <laughs> oh, yes. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, we're having a hot 6969 69 coming in. 69! 69, dudes! It's also out of Fountain from Phone Boy, who says, Getting my head around the on-chain, off-chain, cocaine, shit-stain stuff now that I finally have my own node. Yeah, congratulations. Right. Woo. Way to be. Yeah, he's got his umbral launched, and in fact, I have a channel open to him for a million sats right meow. Nice. So, uh, he's connected. He's on the network. He is noted up and loaded up. And, uh, we'll help him get a few more channels going. Uh, I think he's trying to get one going for Phoenix as well. I always recommend, you know, podcasters, it's great to have your own node and uh, one for each podcaster. So if you go on another show or, you know, whatever, you can do the guest split. And if you run your own node, guest splits are easy peasy lemon squeezy. You just pop your pub key in and you're done. That's it. That's all you got to do. If you're using a third-party service... Uh, which Chiron, by the way, is. So this is another interesting thing we're trying to work through. Uh, remember, Phoneboy was on Satoshi's.stream, and so we tried to set him up a guest wallet. I think that never really ended up working correctly. Uh-oh. Uh, and we did one for the Hogaroos when they came on through Satoshi's stream. That was the first time we ever tried it, and I think they were getting those. I think Fletcher was getting those. So I don't know. We're going to try it again with Chiron. But I'm also interested because Kyron has a fountain hookup too. He has a fountain wallet mm. through, uh, you know, claiming your podcast on fountain. So he has that hooked up to his value for value show. And he has the Satoshi's.stream hooked up to Mere Mortals. So we messaged Oscar, you know, maybe we can do a fountain thing where a fountain wallet can have a guest, guest split. But uh, guest splits are a little bit more complicated uh, on those third parties if you're. Uh, Uncle Jimming onto someone else's node. That's why we, you know, above all, we just recommend your own node because then you have all of it under your own control. It's yeah. like, it's a few hundred bucks to to really get the equipment if you're buying all of it brand new, although you can build one on an old laptop. It's not out of the question at all. Uh, but if you want to do the uh, kind of the more common Raspberry Pi build, that's what we have two of. 
uh, one running Raspy Blitz and one running Umbral. Uh, it's maybe 250 300 bucks, something like that, to get all the equipment you need. You get a can of kit, and you get a SSD hard drive. And, and bada bing, bada boom. Pretty much all you need, you know? And then you can get up and running. <laughs> whatever, whatever. Yeah. But then, I mean, you, you know, it's a few hundred bucks, but you're talking about a few hundred bucks to be your own bank and payment processor. Worth it. Forever. Like, all right. Yes. I'm in. I'm into that. I know. That's all I'm saying. For every podcaster. That's all I'm saying. I'm into that. Uh, 69, 69. Oh, yes. That was Phone Boy out of Fountain. I just said yes. that. Thank you, Phone Boy. Goodness gracious. I'm squinting because my contacts came out earlier. Uh, 333. Thor the Wonder Hammer out of Fountain. Woo! Joe Biden said, come. Kamala said, don't come. What am I supposed to do? Oh, my goodness. What am I supposed to do? Don't go. Don't come. Don't do anything. Yeah, just hang out. Which you wang out, Thor. <laughs> Uh-oh, 333 from Phoenix out of Fountain. Fountain Phoenix. Hey, Thor. Tap, 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 tap. Uh-oh. 333 from Thor. I thought you were tapped out, Phoenix. Uh, 4269 from Harv Hat. That is our signature Harv Hat boost coming in on the intro out of CurioCaster in the live tag. Uh, nice. Thanks, Harv Hat. Appreciate you, Harv Hat. Love that coming in. In your dreams, Thor, says Phoenix. <laughs> Out of Fountain, 333. And then 3333, three, three, three. that's four threes. Wait, did I get them all? One, two, three, four. There they are. Out of Fountain from Phone Boy. Love you, mean it, Phoenix. And four more threes from Phoenix. Out of Fountain. More than words, more than emotions can express. For better or worse, for richer or poorer. Phone Boy. <laughs> you kids are so sweet. I love it. Out of Fountain, 4269. Great numbers from N.A. Millennial. Woo! Thank uh, you. In the wise words of Shaggy, it wasn't me. <laughs> no, it wasn't. And we're both butt naked, banging on the bathroom. Uh, three, 3333 <laughs> from Servo out of uh, Boost Clit, one of my favorite apps out oh, there. Oh, yeah. That uh, cheeky fork that even threw the, uh, uh, the boys on Podcast 2.0 for a loop the other day. He says, ah, pew. <laughs> ah, pew. Gajund height. Good, sir. Thanks, Servo. Appreciate you, Servo. ITB, that's in the bowl from C-Dubs, 2110, out of Boost CLI. Of course, Boost Clit is a uh, cheeky fork of Boost CLI, written by C-Dubs there. And uh, kind of, uh, it is not a fork, C-Dubs says. It's not a fork. I'm corrected. See, Servo's got his own clit going. Oh, I am. Yeah, what the fuck do I know? Literally nothing. Um, yeah, by the way, speaking of Boost CLI, I got that son of a bitch going, and, uh, now you can install it easily with pip, so if you're a retard like me, you can just go pip install Boost CLI, and you're off to the races, dude. What um, the whoop? It took me a, a few, I'm just, uh, I don't know, I'm stupid enough to need these, uh, docs to be kind of like, you know, step one, step two, like, what do I do? But after enough exploring in, in other Linux stuff, I've been doing a lot of it lately, I, I get it now. Like, I can read, and it's not like, I don't know. I like stuff to be spelled out for me like Captain Obvious style, you know? Like, uh, pretend this is my first time using a Linux machine and tell me what the fuck is going on. But now that it's, like, really obvious, you're setting environment variables. And uh, once you got them all set, then you just send the boost... And it's beautiful. I love how it uh, 
returns to you like all this different information like the time the total time it took to send which on mine was average about six seconds uh i boosted c dubs uh some of his sats back i need to figure out uh the total sats i need to figure that out yeah. i also want to get that going on umbral and show you how to use it on umbral and i'm interested yeah. if he has uh checked out the uh umbral integration or if anyone has tested it on the umbral side of things because uh, I know that they Dockerize a lot of their back-end shit. So is Docker necessary for that? I think it is to get a hold of your uh, your cert and your, your macaroon. But I was also thinking there's this, uh, there's this Lightning Terminal app, uh, Lightning Shell it's called in the Umbral App Store, and it includes a lot of different command line scripts like igniter that we use to start the rings of fire or like uh lnd charge that manages fees automatically on your channels different things like that um or it might be charge lnd i don't know one or the other flip it around but uh i wondered would uh boost cli integrate into that sort of setup for the uh for the umbral side of things i'm not sure but long story short too late for that I realized I was making it too difficult, as usual. And uh, once I sent that first boost CLI boost, I was like, shit, this is actually easy. The only other thing that I'm wondering is how do we... So the docs show you how to set the pub key for sending your boost, and you're basically just key sending to a pub key. But how do I boost to a podcast feed? Because I know that people are doing that as well. Uh, and I'm interested in trying to boost directly to a feed so that everybody gets the splits done right. Uh, and I'm sure several, sure several bowlers can hold my hand through that. Yeah. And uh, figure it out. But appreciate you, C Dubs, because that is a pretty cool. Uh, it's a pretty cool piece of work. The yeah. Boost, boost CLI. If you're a command line guy and you haven't tried boosting through Boost CLI, give it a shart. Give it a shart, baby. Uh, Four twenty from Phoenix. Phone boy, come smoke with me. A little puff of smoke there. 69.69. I love it. 69.69, dudes. That's for Boober. You had a fountain. If any of you guys, dot to dot, or any of you girls, hey want to come backstage after the show, get sucked, fucked, boost some stats, <laughs> that's okay by me. <laughs> Great read. <laughs> oh, my God. It took me by surprise there. Thank you, boobs. <laughs> Thanks, boobs. I love it when uh, boobs takes me by surprise. Oh, shit, yes. Uh, 10,000 sats. Woohoo! From Net Ned. Thanks, Net Ned. Who says simply, Bitcoin evil can evil ramps mofo, get on it. Yeah. That's right. Get on that shit. Smoking a bowl, sir. Uh, 420 from Phoenix. Spark one up with me, phone boy. You know you wanna. Uh oh. Get in there, phone boy. What are you waiting on? Uh, 420 from Thor, the Wonder Hand, we're out of fountain. Is the Pope Catholic Phoenix? Okay, he's on his way. That's what that means. Thor, Phoenix says, come. Hey, oh. For 333 out of fountain. Well, thank you, bowlers. <laughs> bowlers, rollers, alleyolers. For all your boosting loveliness. Yeah, and there's even easier ways to contribute value to this show. Like participating in our voicemail. It's true. Every week we have a first time I ever topic. And this week... We want to hear about the first time you ever had phone sex. All you got to do is pick up your phone and... Call 816 
text messages if you're voice shy or have crappy reception it's true like the uh texter who just texted us this text did y'all see the streaming wars second two-part special in a row where south park dunked on shitcoin shills haha hey. oh i can't wait i haven't seen the second part I can't wait thank you for the uh tip there sir seat setter we have to see streaming services streaming wars part two we saw streaming wars part one is very excellent very excellent. Very excellent. Most excellent. It's always hilarious shit coming out of there, but yes. Yeah, because they right. have integrity. That's right. Maybe tomorrow after I wrap class up, I'll do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I'll remember for That's sure. Right. Yeah, eight one six six zero seven three six six three. Texts are just as good as voicemails. That's right. There you have it. What else? You can also just pass the bowl. Passing the bowl. That's always the first step, man. You know, it's not yeah. peer pressure. It's just your turn. We always pass the bowl to the left. And, uh, yeah, you'll be happy you did. And so will the friend you pass it to. That's right. So just share us with a friend. Maybe not our website. (laughs) (laughs) Soon, baby. Soon, soon, soon. Uh, This is always a lovely time to kind of roll right into that old... That's right. Well, you're getting less sats for your dollar. Uh, 4,286 by my current count here. That's all right. But uh, still, up. there's still a lot of sats for your dollar, really, when you think about it. So uh, thousands of sats that you can still get for just a buck. So uh, why not? Why not do that? Get some stats and stack them. The Casey Bitcoiners are having two events next week. Whoa. A lunch. This, I think they're... I want to say their second lunch ever. They did a lunch I couldn't make. And now next Monday the 26th. No, that's a Tuesday. Tuesday the 26th. That's a bull day. Yeah. A week from today at noon, you can join us. There's only a few spots left. It's limited seating because uh, we just got one table, I think. Uh, but yeah, we're going to go to the bar over in Mission. Oh, at the noon. bar. The bar. Yeah, cool. It's the bar. They only have one admission. It's called the bar. That's at noon on the 26th. Uh, and then coffee. Uh, Bitcoin coffee. We just kind of gather around and have coffee and talk about Bitcoin. It's really laid back and chill. We are actually talking about that with Mitch. It, he said it was kind of like when he first started KC Bitcoin Meetup, the KC Bitcoiners, it was just no agenda on the table or like, you know, now he like has an opening and has the laptop and reads some stats and oftentimes we'll have guest speakers and things like that. But he said, you know, the first few times I did the meetup, it was just people just having beers and talking about Bitcoin and that was it. And so he said that the coffee meetings, the coffee meetups feel more like kind of the early days of starting off. So it's a little bit more intimate, you know, and, uh, less come to see a speaker and learn something and more kind of like just shoot the shit of what's been going on. What are you building? What are you hearing? Uh, so that will be 7.30 a.m. Thou mayest uh, at the River Quay, which is in the uh, City Market District, right there on the streetcar line. Nice. Oh, on my notes I have React. Adam is hot on React, so this is a great time to be learning React, getting into the React, uh, or learning deeper React, I should say. Known React for a while. And in fact, the uh, 
side I made for Abel and the Wolf is in React. But uh hope to be improving and kind of adding some tweaks to that as well as we go along and as I expand my knowledge here. That'll be a good one. But I had two interesting stories today. Uh, one, I alluded to earlier when uh, Abel Kirby was talking about Ellen Games, Lightning Gaming. Uh, Zebedee actually got a big-ass fund uh, funding round in, big investments. I think they raised like $35 million bucks. Whoa. This la- this previous round of funding, which is uh, must be fucking nice, right, I guess. Hold on. I know I've got a fucking nice somewhere. Must be fucking nice. Must be fucking nice. Yeah, must be fucking nice, you know. Yeah. I like money, though. One of the big investors, though, Square Enix. Oh, cool. So, you know, that can't, <laughs> it can't be... We'll see where that goes. I was a little bit pissed off, though, just reading... This is like... <sighs> fucking journalists are one of the lowest life forms, I swear to God. Mm-hmm. So if we talk... We are, open this story because I was excited because, you know, I've been using Zebedee for quite a while and that was the first time I ever used a lightning address where it's kind of like an email address, what it looks like, you know, but you can just send lightning payments directly to a a lightning address, which is nice. So they were the first one I ever used with a lightning address. Yes, uh, 35 million from investors, including Square Enix for blockchain game payments is the fucking headline. Um... If you read this article, and this article is on VentureBeat, whatever the fuck that is, it's some, I don't know, degenerate venture capital news stuff. Uh, Kingsway Capital led the round of funding, I guess. And then the Rain Group and video giant, video game giant Square Enix. Existing investors also include Lake Star and Initial Capital, who chipped in another chunk for this round. And they've raised, I think... Uh, Almost as millions of as many millions of dollars as they have in pl- single employees. Somewhere it was saying mm. in the story, but you know they they write up a little bit about uh, the how it works. Zebedee their their biggest integration is with CS:GO. So if you play Counter Strike, you can add uh, this this little add on which just kind of opens a thing that runs in the corner there, and you can buy into rounds. And then for each kill, you get a certain amount of sats. And then the player also drops some coins you can run over for sats. So there's like real-time micropayments. They actually call them nanotransactions in this, I think, because they are pretty small. It's like we're talking hundreds of sats at a time, you know, so pretty small. Um, Pennies at a time. And you've got to scroll down through like seven or eight paragraphs to finally get to Bitcoin Lightning Network, which is obviously how the whole thing works. Wow. They act like uh, Zebedee came up with all of this whole concept and like an API that like uh, lets you distribute blockchain coins with zero fees. I mean, yeah. It takes the big transaction fees out of blockchain-based cryptocurrencies such as Bitcoin and it just keeps on saying blockchain over and over needlessly. Like mm. nobody fucking understands anything that's going on. And I'm like, the light, the lightning never, the lightning payments, a lightning payment never touches the chain. If you're shooting a lightning payment across the sky, there's no chain involved, you know. And uh, the way that they just lead with that word, and they just keep using it over and over. It's like the chain is just a little part of it, you know. They don't know. They don't know. It just (laughs) was something that irritated me. Oh, here we go. Zebedee has raised 
$50 million to date, and it has 53 employees. So uh, that's almost a million bucks per employee. That's pretty good fundraising, I yeah, would say. Yeah, definitely. The company said the average transaction in what it calls nano payments is $0.08, cents, and the size of the currently supported smallest transaction is .0002. Cents. I guess they just priced out what a SAD is worth. Mm. But I just hated how this <laughs> is written because it, it had a little blurb about what the Lightning Network is, but this is like... Anyone can do this shit, you know, like it's not uh it's not some rocket science magic thing that's proprietary, you know? Yeah. It's the lightning network, bros. The lightning network. That's a lazy journalist. But uh they they do have cool implementations and I like their games like uh Sartobi and all the stuff, you know, you, you uh they got Turbo eighty four is a little car racing game thing. I mean, some kind of uh mind numbing, mindless phone tap games, but um, but you're stacking sets. You're stacking sets. And the CSGO is really fun. I wish I wasn't a total fucking noob at CSGO because I just get the floor wiped with me every time I try. But yeah, big things I think coming ahead for Zebedee. They also sponsor the Mint Gox tournaments that we were talking about uh, on our Bulls with Buds. So those are always fun to check out. I haven't been to one in a minute. So I should see when the next one is. Yeah. And uh, try to have an update. But. Those were fun. That's, that's like a great way to pick up uh, like a few thousands, tens of thousands of sats just by showing up and playing some games like at the, at the right time. They have this one called Sat Stacker, which is just like a virtual push coin game. You know, the yeah. you go in a truck stop and they got the fucking quarter stacked up and the little shelf that's sliding in and out and you're trying to knock stuff off of there. Yeah, try to drop your coin in at the right place. It's awesome because you get to interact with the Lightning Network right away. You get the Zebedee Wallet which is a lightning wallet, and then you uh, they give you, like, the first round or whatever, and then I think it's, like, 10 sats to put more coins in, and it spits out, like, 100 sat coins, you know? So it's, like, it's just designed to pay you out quickly. And, uh, you know, once the coins get pushed and everything's done and you want to put a new, put more credit in, you just scan the QR, and it's, like, a lightning wallet. You're putting 10 sats in. It's... Like, it's great lightning practice for if you've never sent any transactions or if you've never seen the lightning network in action, where you're just like, oh, it really is like putting a virtual quarter in a machine, like at an arcade. It's just like, oh, there's the QR, I'm going to scan it, boom, oh, it's sent, and then the game just reacts. It's like, now you're playing. Oh, it's Bitcoin's out, all right, I'm going to scan this, oh, and it sent it to my address. And a lot of these games now just plug in your lightning address, your little... uh uh, whatever it is, I can't remember mine. It's like uh, Lango at Zebedee dot whatever. I can't remember their format off the top of my head, but it looks just like an email address essentially. It's pretty nice. It's a cool. Uh, it's much more simple than having to spin up an invoice. Even more simple than having to copy and paste a pub key somewhere. It's just a lightning address, something you can remember. So I think that's another. A uh, big deal when it comes to adoption and usability, especially for uh, just like n- normal people who are used to email addresses and stuff like that. And my last story is actually the first time that I found a story for the on-chain, off-chain cocaine shitstain that literally involves cocaine. Whoa. Uh, this is coming off of Darknet Live. And uh, I guess dark web vendor Dragon Cove has been indicted in New York. Never heard of this vendor. Mm. So I don't spend a lot of time on the dark web. <laughs> but uh, 
they operated an account way back on Silk Road under the username Dragon Cove back in 2013. Uh, and then I guess they moved to something called Alpha Bay, uh, vendor account on Dream Market, most recently was on uh, Wall Street Market. So I guess these markets just kind of uh, rebuilt themselves as they got whack a mold by the feds. Um, the defendant in the case in the indictment is a uh, Mr. Edison Hernandez who was uh, selling drugs on, yeah, Silk Road, Alpha Bay, Dream Market, and Wall Street Market. And apparently, the defendant and others sold heroin and cocaine through the vendor accounts listed in the indictment. Her Hernandez had more than a 1,000 completed transactions across his vendor accounts and, quote, regularly received high ratings and positive reviews from buyers. What's the deal? What's the fucking... Was he, he's a great uh, vendor. This is why Prohibition is fucked up, you know? Yeah. Like, uh, you find a guy, he's, like, really good at what he does. He's got great reviews. This dude has, like, 3,774 reviews in the screenshot. Um, he's got five stars. Yeah. There's a few counts. Count one of the indictment is distribution possession with intent to distribute heroin and cocaine. Count two is the delivery and distribution of heroin and cocaine by means of the internet. Wowie hmm. zowie. This is my favorite quote from the fucking indictment. Hernandez is alleged to have used com complex technology such as <laughs> the dark web, cryptocurrency, and encrypted messaging applications oh. to conceal his actions. So, uh, I don't know, I guess Signal plus Bitcoin plus Tor is complicated fucking complex technology. It's complex technology according to uh, modern DAs. Today's enforcement actions are examples to high-tech criminals that no matter how well-hidden you believe you are, you are not beyond the reach of the law, said Homeland Security Investigations New York Acting Special Agent in Charge Patel. How fucking long do you need your title to be, dude? Too long. At least as long as the stick in your ass, I guess. HSI and our partners will continue to work tirelessly to keep deadly narcotics out of our communities because you got to go and get the fucking... Uh, Pills from Purdue Pharma, man. You can't yeah. have them from the fucking guy with good reviews on the street vendor thing. You got to have them from fucking Purdue Pharma. You got to have their meth, which is fucking uh, Xanax and all this shit, you know. Yeah, the inside Adderall. jobs. Yeah. No, you can't get fucking street heroin. You need our heroin, bro. You need the fentanyl. You need the fucking... Ugh, it makes me crazy, dude. Ugh. A third count of the indictment accuses Edison Hernandez, Ivan Irvin Hernandez, uh, a few other guys, hmm. operating a so-called door-to-door drug delivery service. The charges one count of conspiracy to distribute and possess with intent to distribute coke, meth, ketamine, and MDMA. Oh, my goodness gracious. Yeah, so they were trying to, like, venture out on their own. Here's a screenshot of uh, some of the Wall Street Market reviews. Top-notch vendor, quality products, best in the biz. A-plus vendor, superior product and shipping, always on point, always a pleasure to deal with. Always the best goods delivered quick, quickly. Great stealth. Thank you. <laughs> and the caption for the screenshot. Most of the vendor's feedback was positive. Ah. The defendants referred to cocaine as grapes and methamphetamine as Tic Tacs. <laughs> In addition, customers ordered drugs not by weight but by unit, with each unit costing $100 regardless of the drug. Hence, a customer who ordered two grapes and two Tic Tacs. See, they're spelling this out for you. They would pay a total of $400 for two units of cocaine and two units of methamphetamine. 
You see that? That's See, this is more complicated technology. This is code that they're using. It's very secretive, very high-tech criminal organizations, highly organized, very scary, very crazy, very dark web. So, it's a yeah, bummer. That's what's going on in New York City. Having a lot of fucking fun up there. Our that, usual. And is the shit stain, ladies and gentlemen. With yeah, actual cocaine this time. Yeah, that's awesome. Unfortunately. Although, that's a bad story. Yeah, but unfortunately, not for any longer. Not for freedom. You have to find the other guy that takes up his business. Yeah. It's just whack-a-mole. I mean, there's other guys out there on the dark web. Yeah. Never going to stop them all. Nope, they'll never be able to catch them all either. They can try. Uh, Any Ring of Fire updates? Oh, yes, yes. We got one coming up, Thanks right? for asking me, actually. Yeah, there's a one million sat Ring of Fire, and last week I talked about it. And I listed off you and me and boobs, and C-Dub said he was uh, wanting in for a piece of that action. And then, of course, Dr. Dub, I've been talking to him for a few weeks. He's probably like, when the hell is this Ring of Fire going to get started? And I thought we had a sixth man jump in in the chat, and I was trying to figure it out, and I can't figure it out. So, Bowlers, if you're that sixth man, let me know, and I'll get that ring launched tomorrow. Uh, I'll send out instructions for it, Uh, because there's some other people who are waiting on me, like, bro, what the hell? So, I'm sorry about that. Um, I'll also see if Midas wants in either this one or the next one. I know Phoenix and phone boy, uh, want to do some stuff with it. So I got, uh, potentially one more slot in this ring and then a, a whole new big ring of whatever size that we want to do. So yeah, that's what's up. That's what's going down. Sweet. Well, this week the magic number was all over the place, all over the world. In fact, because the Moroccan court sentenced 33 migrants to jail over crossing. They got 11 months in prison with $49 fines, which I thought was an interesting number, Mm. and $340 fines to settle civil rights claims from public service members. I missed the the kicker at the beginning. Yeah, 33 migrants sentenced to jail. That's what it was. Moroccan court. Yep. And the magic number popped up again. In June, when a total of 133 migrants breached the border between Morocco and Spain. So, uh, red flag alert over there. Then, 33 killed in clashes between two tribes in Sudan. Soldiers were deployed and a night curfew was imposed. Mm. Yeah. And finally, in Buchanan County, Virginia... Flooding destroyed 33 properties, as per a preliminary count. rut Yeah, I guess they got real heavy rain last Tuesday. And uh, most of the damage was surprisingly due to debris. I should say unsurprisingly. Like tree limbs. Um, but they've done this preliminary state analysis as a first step to see if they could qualify for federal assistance. Out of the whole thing. So it looks like it looks pretty bad. Looks like they got hit pretty hard. And of course, why are you coughing? Are you the police? <laughs> no, you just think you're sick. There were two 33 stories uh, with coughing folks this week. In Arkansas, COOF hospitalizations increased by 33. And in New just York. 33? Yeah. Just 33. Wow. <laughs> What a total headline, bro. <laughs> yeah, seriously. And in New York City, Coof uh, transmission soars 33% in a week. Soaring, man. 
coffin in the stinky city. <laughs> the coup rate was like, wow, I am really high. Yeah. And I want to be, so let's go behind the curtain. All right, now that's what I'm talking about. Yep. Oh, it's warm back here. <laughs> yeah, it is warm. Got there an hour and no clothes. Um, so Sunday, following the No Agenda show, Behind the Schemes went live. And in the second half of show. The second second half of show? The second second half of show. Yes, excuse me. Our boy Lavish had some great digging that was done into money laundering. And women's basketball in Russia. Covering, of course, our, uh, the Gritney. The Gritney story. Oh, yeah. Which has gone quiet. Good old you. Yeah. Good old you. Yeah, I wasn't going to even bother to play it. Because <laughs> <laughs> our, uh, I got it. I, I think I see a shoe around here somewhere. Oh, yeah, there it is. Hey, good old shoe. Good old shoe. Yeah, Gritney. Brittany Griner. Uh, the WNBA player. Gold medal athlete, um, currently detained in prison, going through the court system because they found some weed carts. Because she got that Earl. <laughs> yeah, she got the derbs uh, when she was flying in, flying in at the airport. Bad place to get caught with weed, airports. Um, so her fourth court hearing was this week. Oh, yeah, and episode 107, Behind the Schemes, check it out. I have a link in the show notes already. Um, but yeah, it's like, okay, surprise, surprise, these wealthy businessmen that put together the women's basketball teams over there, what are they up to? Money laundering. Oh, yeah, weird. So, <laughs> yeah, always comes back to that, the front, because it was a, it's a good question, like, why did they make so much more money over there? She was getting paid like one and a half million bucks to play in Russia, and then her salary over here is like, just over 200000 which Interesting, yeah. Yeah, interesting, right? Inflated prices, uh, when they're that dramatically inflated, sometimes indicate... Money laundering. Yeah, something suspicious. Could I smell a scheme? When you get 10% for the big guy. <laughs> That's what we call money laundering. Oh. So, at her hearing this week, uh, her attorney's brought forth evidence that she's a registered medical patient in Arizona, which I'm like, why waste your time? A bit far you know from I mean? Russia, like, but okay. And in, in, in Arizona, she's registered weed, as a medical patient. incredibly illegal in Russia. Just a big, fat no-no. They don't like it. They have no medical weed, no nothing, you know? Um, and so, but they brought, they showed her the, you know, her, I can't say her, the judge, whoever it is, Poor journalism around this whole thing. And they do say that a <laughs> lot of journalists aren't being allowed into the courtroom. Um, so really the Associated Press and Reuters has been leading the charge on uh, keeping up with the events. But yeah, they had a doctor's note saying she was prescribed pot for a chronic injury. Um, they had some of her Russian teammates uh, come in and say, you know, she's a great gal. Good character. Oh, they showed her tax documents. I'm a good person. I pay my taxes. That's all I could think. It's like, why would you, uh, Russia care about her tax returns? It just seems like such a waste of time. Um, and they also um, submitted drug test results 
that she had passed as part of the anti-doping check with no evidence of banned substances at that time, which I'm pretty sure weed is still banned. And the uh, anti-doping space, the World Anti-Doping Agency, still has it as a banned substance. So, unfortunately for her, uh, she admitted her, you know, she admitted guilt. She pled guilty. And I thought that might speed things up, but it doesn't just automatically end a trial yeah. in Russia. Um, so, you know, they reiterate that her detainment has been prolonged to December 20th. Well, you still got to be sentenced either way, right? Even if you plead guilty, you still have to be yeah, sentenced. Yeah, you still have to have the sentencing, but I mean... But here you have a right to a speedy trial. <laughs> yeah, and it's always very speedy. Whatever that here. typically entails, <laughs> right. Yeah, it's still subjective, yeah. but uh, it is at least explicitly stated. Yeah. Well, they're just focusing basically on uh, her good character and athletic prowess now. Her lawyers, it seems, you know? Because... We had the embassy worker who has was sentenced to 14 years in Russian prison after he had back surgery and came over with a doctor's note and medical pot. They don't care. Pot's illegal in Russia. Um, so, yeah, her next court hearing is scheduled for July 26th. So this is going to keep going. But I didn't really see much news coverage of it this week. Wasn't brought up at the White House press briefings. Um, just losing steam on her, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, but the I, shoes worn, man. Yeah. Now, of course, the uh, ex rep Bill Richardson is making moves with his um group, his nonprofit, and the State Department has designated it a wrongful detainment, which moves the supervision of her case onto the special presidential envoy for hostage affairs. Interesting. Yeah, and of course Russia's irritated by that. Right. Well, um, what's the, what's the citation there? Uh, like uh of why it's a wrongful detainment? Yeah. That's what we don't know. Just cuz we said so, cuz the state just, department said so. Yeah. Yeah, like the closest I've gotten to an explanation is well, there are several reasons the United States can oh. classify someone as wrongfully detained. Okay. No elaboration into what those are, but it says, you know, it's not a question of innocence or guilt necessarily. Sure. Clearly. Obviously. Right. Yeah. Because she's pled guilty. Um, but the, In addition the, to getting caught with the Earl. The hint here is that they think she's being held for political leverage. Wow. And they keep bringing it back to this potential prisoner swap. Yeah. But by which side? Right. That makes me think, too. Yeah. Like... <laughs> If I was Russia, I'd be like, you want your girl back? Stop sending money and shit to Ukraine. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know nothing about it. I have never been to either country, so who knows what's going on over there. But, um, yeah, her lawyers have speculated this is going to conclude at the beginning of August, but do I trust them? No. Semi-related, the World Athletics president... Sebastian Coe says it's time for the World Anti-Doping Agency to reconsider its pop policies. Which, yeah, you know, not exactly a performance-enhancing drug. No. <laughs> no. Um, then not I, so much. I saw an article from The Onion this week. And the headline was, 
AIDS concerned low poll numbers could drive Biden to do something drastically popular. <laughs> in, in the article it said, a tearful Biden had to be talked down from signing an executive order to release anyone left in prison for marijuana. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, Don't do it, Jill. It's funny <laughs> that they wrote that because then Biden gets off a helicopter on the South Lawn. And the audio is terrible, so I didn't clip it. Uh, but I do have a transcript. Uh, he claims that he's working on fulfilling his <laughs> campaign pledge to free everyone that's incarcerated for weed. And, uh, of course, you know, the Dusty Man administration could move to federally legalize weed without waiting for lawmakers. Uh, but here we are. Here we are with the Dusty Man. Um, let's see. The question was, will you be honoring your campaign pledge to release all the marijuana inmates in prison? Biden's quote, and this is the transcript, I don't think there should, I don't think anyone in pri- anyone should be in prison for the use of marijuana. We're working on the crime bill right now. Thank you. No, it's I getting know, that man like, away from crime bills, <laughs> damn it. That's all I could think, too. I said, that sounds horrible, a crime bill, not get another crime bill. Get that man away from crime bills, please. Uh, yeah. Speaking about getting men away from bills, <laughs> Booker was talking this week, flapping his mouth with his creepy doll eyes <laughs> and uh you know booker schumer wyden they uh had drafted this decriminalization bill the kaoa or the cannabis administration and opportunity act and now it's they're hinting that it could be unveiled next week oh wow oh. and i'm like unveiled so are you just gonna show us another draft or are you yeah. going to file they're it they're gonna put it on a big poster board and like put a blanket over it yes. and then gather the press <laughs> around and then they'll take the blanket off of it yeah go, look there it is the draft exact draft number two the draft 2.0. it's now unveiled yeah <laughs> <laughs> See what we did there? They it was already, veiled before, you fuckers. Now it's unveiled. They already did that once, though, with the first draft. They're you know? such and, a bunch of fucking masturbators, these, bro. They just fucked up so bad because they were like, we're going to file on 420. That's a great idea. You know, that was awesome. That was good, good PR, good narrative to write, and then nothing. Nothing. And then crickets. And then uh, we'll figure something out around August recess. So here we are. Mm-hmm. It could be first someone reported um, what uh, I'm trying to think of what um, media it was that did that. I think it was Bloomberg. Yeah, Bloomberg came out and was like, they're filing it next week. And then uh, Booker was like, no, 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 that's not what I said. I just said <laughs> we could we could unveil it. As soon as next week, <laughs> which is like, OK, this is a nothing burger. It's again, possible it? I unveil it. In the next 12 minutes. But yeah. maybe not. But maybe. But maybe not. That initial, probably not, but it could. That initial draft was re- released a year ago. A year ago. It's been a year. And, like, I regret reading the whole damn thing, you know? Because now it's like, okay, well, I don't remember it. So if I want to compare what has been updated or changed, I'm going to have to reread it. Which I really don't want to. It was quite long. Um, but with the Perkins Coey story last week that I brought, um, with their whole national standard that they've created, um, for testing and such, I did think, oh, this is literally written for the Kaoa. 
So I figured this was coming down the pipe. I just didn't know it would be right or next bowl, in fact. Jeez. So, and I haven't heard anyone else talk about that standardization, the Borg, the weed Borg. No, nah, man. The law firm. And I also thought, I was like, hmm, this, it's interesting that Biden even answered a, a weed question. You know they're working with him, too. Yeah, they must be so. lubing it up for something, man. I don't mm. trust it. I don't either. I'm not excited about it. Uh, you want to know another thing I'm not excited about? What? Wind Technologies, that's spelled with a Y, W-Y-N-D, uh, from California. They revealed the Sentry Air ID, oh, which is boy. an indoor environment sensor that they claim can reliably detect pot, cigarette, and vape smoke. I don't know if it can identify which kind of smoke it's sensing, but it senses smoke. <laughs> it's, a sm- it's a glorified smoke detector. Wow. Is it like um, a robo-snitch or what? What's yeah. the purpose of it? So it's a, they're pitching it for rental property owners ah, and landlords, Jesus. but specifically short-term, like Airbnb right. and such, vacation rentals. Um, Jesus, And it man. also has a built-in noise detector, so if someone decides to have a rager... You get an alert on your smartphone and, uh, you know, their pitches. It makes it way easier to claim, in, you know, to make insurance claims. Gotcha. When Just another tool in your tool belt. Oh, yeah. I guess. Yeah. And I was like, I wonder how much this is going to cost to them. I wonder if they get a text if I, like, uh, you know, sear, sear the steak a little too hot. Right. That's what I was thinking, too. Like, how is it a, you know... What's the difference between a smoke detector and this? Or, you know, yeah, you, you're grilling, gets a little smoky in the kitchen. You're just making bacon. You're making bacon. And then they get that alert. And then you get a freaking fine or something, you know. You were smoking in my house. No, I was cooking. Your thing's too sensitive. Yeah, I don't know about all that, man. I don't either. There's another way for it. people to get wrecked. Yeah, exactly, and that's what you know. Everything's a scam. They wanna, they wanna wreck you, and get their money. Um, but this device that, that you know, Wind Technologies wants to get their money too, because the device itself is one hundred and forty nine dollars, and then guess what? There's a subscription you pay. So, uh, hundred eighty bucks a year, fifteen dollars a month, to add another app to your smartphone. So fun, <laughs> not love it. Yeah, I want to. I'm just just another thing. To keep your eyes peeled for when you uh, do a short term rental. Yeah, you know? if you're in the Airbnb, you gotta look for your cameras. Turn it off or cover it or something. <laughs> uh, <laughs> look for the camera to bang under. Yeah, always look for the cameras. Uh, the National Association of Cannabis Businesses is going out of business. <laughs> They're ceasing operations by July 31st, and they're blaming. Difficult economic conditions. Oh, yeah, it's rough to be a middleman these days. <laughs> yeah, I just want to see the, the CIA say that. Uh, we're, we're ending, we're done, we're ceasing operations. CIA being the Cannabis Industry Association, another big national I don't con like, thrower. I don't like any of these industry associations. It's so gross. Or chambers of commerce or... yeah. The shake your hands and slide your cash under the table. It's like, groups. yo, how about can we just have businesses operate who want to operate? No, because you already put licenses in the these mix. These fuckers never did anything for anybody anyway. 
They're just trying to make uh, cartels, man, all yeah, over the place. No, they push people in front of the line is what they did. Oh, yeah. They take bribes and they push Certain people in front. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Certain privileged members, let's say. Yeah. The, um, what do you call it when you, like, pay dues and you're a sponsor? Getting yeah. screwed. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sir Oma sent me this article that came out today suggesting that car crash fatalities are rising in legal states, that there's some correlation between legalization and car crashes. And this is such an old, old piece of propaganda that just keeps coming back. It won't it go away. It won't go away. Um, this time... It was published in the Journal of Studies on Alcohol and Drugs by Charles Farmer, who has run a few of these studies that come to the same conclusion, that legalization bad for car accidents. Uh, he is the vice president of the Insurance Institute for Highway Safety, oh, nice. which is funded by many insurance companies. But I did note AAA was not on that list. Based AAA. Pretty much everyone else was. I mean, I don't want to say everyone else was. Uh, you'll have to look it up yourself and see if, you know, your insurance is on there. But I was like, oh, I recognize this name, this name, this name. But the name I know that I don't see is AAA. And yeah, sure enough, they're not on there. Um, so the, what was their finding? Their finding was that after legalization, but before retail sales started, the rate of car crashes with injuries jumped nearly 7%. <laughs> Which is such an eye roller already, right? Like, you're like, okay, so you got legalization, but not in place. Hmm. I can't Af believe they didn't say sword 10%. <laughs> no jump. Skyrocketed. It was a jump. Uh, after legal sales began, the crash rate dipped slightly, less than 1%. Which I was like, that's, I don't know why you'd put that in your study, man. That makes you, you know. Man, f them studies. Yeah. <laughs> But, but the rate of fatal crashes shot up about 2% before and after retail sales began. Just stupid. Like, these numbers mean nothing to me. They're just ant-fucking the numbers you know I mean? that naturally fluctuate because year over year. car crashes happen every day. <laughs> and I hate to tell you this, but if you're going off of toxicology reports, like, one in two people have at least tried weed. It's probably the most commonly used federally prohibited drug when you're just gonna cherry pick weed and you're just gonna like put a point you're gonna pin a point on the map and say well here's where legalization started well here's where recreational started and then like the numbers don't really correlate they just still kind of go like up and down a little bit each way and then you don't look at any other drug you don't look at any kind of control you don't right. it's just like a dog shit study it tells you nothing exactly it is a dog shit study. It's like, look and here on the chart where weed is, and look here at the number of deaths. The Stratcom firm that pushed it out to everyone, because, I mean, USA Today, like, everyone ran the story verbatim from... The fucking pushed it in the wire, huh? Yeah, the wire that pushed it out to the other wires was Health Day, which I've never heard of. News for healthier living. Sounds like some kind of fucking Yahoo <laughs> News subsidiary or some totally. shit. But the fact that everyone just picked it up and ran with it today, I was like, really? This is a, this is fucking old news. It's that, uh, what do they call it? Silly season. 
Silly season, you're right. Silly season is still in play, uh, my friends. You're totally right. It makes nothing but sense now. Because nobody gives a fuck. It's the summer. They want to go to the beach. They're not like... They don't want real... To they don't want to go out, out and, and write, write a fucking story and find the shit, you know? Yeah. They're like, like, oh, this came in on the wire. Paste it into the fucking WordPress and post it. Yep. Go. All you're right, totally cool. Right. Now let's go get mimosas. We're done for the day. We got it in by two. It goes in the print at five. Yep. Okay, I'm sorry. There's no print going on anymore, but no, come on. we hit publish. <laughs> yeah, we tweet um, it. We'll schedule a tweet. There's a lot of things in this that contradict itself. Like they said, researchers note drivers under the influence of weed drive slower than others, and they may not be able to avoid a crash, but their lower speed could make the collision less deadly. So it's like, okay, so then how, where's the correlation between legal sales and <laughs> this? There's none. There's none. There's none. These numbers, they go little up, little down, like totally inconclusively. Yeah, the study does not and <clears throat> cannot prove a direct cause and effect relationship. Good God. Um, and of course, there's no objective way to measure impairment with weed anyway. Correct. So it's already not possible to account for the, any role that weed could even possibly play in car crashes. And generally, I would say car crashes is just like negligence. You know, it's like you're looking at your phone or something. Or you're so in too big these, of a hurry. These insurance companies, man, they really got to sit back and consider, what are you getting for this spend? Yeah. What are you getting for this particular spend? Well, I also remember in 2015, uh, the U.S. National Highway Transportation and Safety Administration came out with their study trying to find a link between weed and car crashes. And their conclusion was that THC positive drivers are no more likely to be involved in motor vehicle crashes. And that was the first large scale case control study where they had 9,000 participants. They don't even say how many participants they did or didn't have in this study that got pushed today. You know? But this fed, the feds even say, oh, there's no link there. There's no link. And, you know, again, it's one of those propaganda myths that gets pushed over and over again. Um, I think the first time I read about it and, like, the, you know, someone actually standing up and fighting back against it all was Paul Armentano from Normal. He mm -hmm. wrote, like, a white paper on cannabis and driving. I think that's the name of it. It was cannabis and driving. Um, but yeah, it's like, especially when you think about drug testing, how THC is just like the one that's always there. It always shows up, you know, it stays the around the metabolites longest, yeah. stay for weeks after you've used it. So it's like, Oh, it's in everyone's system. <laughs> There's no correlation, but you know, they have to find a way to prove that weed kills. You know, they're just dead set on it. Got to find a way to make weed a killer. Got to blame it on the weed. But anyway. It's all they got, man. It's like yeah. it's the playbook that just keeps rolling over and, and over again. They just cling to it, even though it's dead in the water. Let's blame it on the weed, everybody. I mean, when the feds already have said that you're wrong, that's that's pretty embarrassing. You go back for more. Uh, there's a case report that came out this week that I thought was exciting, though. Because people have been talking about... Biden taking a 12-minute drug or 12-minute effective pharma drug. Yeah. <laughs> and all that good stuff. The unchill um, pill. <laughs> the unchill pill. But this case report um, suggests that microdosing cannabinoids, specifically THC, 
could be an effective treatment for Alzheimer's disease, and you don't get the major side effects that you get with pharmaceuticals. Obviously. That sounds Um, nice. Now, this is just one guy, which is why it's a case report, not a study. Um, He's a 75-year-old who's been diagnosed with stage 4 Alzheimer's disease. He was taking memantine, M-E-M-A-N-T-I-N-E, that's some pharma drug, uh, 10 milligrams daily, but experienced rapid disease progression while on it and adverse effects like dizziness, which caused him to fall, uh, headaches, and constipation. No fun. So they gave him an extract that was like 8 to 1 THC to CBD, and they never exceeded 1 milligram of that per day. Just like less than a milligram. And here's what he wrote. I used to feel forgetful. Not once after the treatment. Sometimes I didn't know where I was. It has not happened to me anymore. I used to find myself lost on the streets. I could not leave home unassisted. Today, I took the bus by myself to perform my clinical evaluation. Shortly after the beginning of the treatment, I already felt more alert and excited during daily activities, and I have noticed I've been sleeping much better. Like, at least try it, you know? That's awesome. That's all good. That's all good. No side effects other than feeling better and, you know, not letting the Alzheimer's progress. I love that stuff. I just, it would be awesome if more people talked about that. And if, uh, you know, institutions that watch over these people were more open to trying it with them. And maybe they are. Maybe you just have to talk to people. Yeah, the incentives are just all fucked up, man. We yeah. have a corrupt system. I know. Well, I also know that people, you know had a hankering when they heard about the Biden pill. Oh, it would be so great if I could just get that for someone I love who suffers. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, maybe, just maybe, there's something you can get that could help. Yeah, right. You know? Anyway. <laughs> In Colorado, Governor Jared Polis issued an executive order protecting workers from being denied professionally licensed employment opportunities due to pot use. Kind of seems like something that should have happened a while ago. Yeah. Yeah. Come on, Colorado. Um, yeah, that's good. Extra protection. We need it, I guess. Yeah, no, the you can get licensed yanked in anywhere for that's crazy. Just and, for stoning. Yeah, give me a break. Because of the federal illegal thing, I guess. Ooh, you stoned yeah. though. You stoning? Better not be stoning. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Um, there's also a story that came up this week in Colorado about schools that still ban medical weed for student patients, despite there being a state mandate that directs them to, you know, administer it to these kids. Um, They followed one mom who has to drive to her son's school every day. He has cerebral palsy and suffers from seizures. Um, She has to go there every day just to give him his THC CBD oil mixture because the school policy prohibits employees from storing or administering the medicine. And she has an emergency nasal, a THC nasal spray. If he starts having a seizure, you can just administer and it just snaps him out of the seizure. But they won't hold it. They won't give it to him. They have to give him this pharmaceutical rescue medication. That's the only thing they'll use. And she... Specifically switched her son to the THC because he was having adverse effects from the pharmaceutical stuff, you know? Now, in 2016, they passed Jack's Law, uh, which honors a now-deceased child patient, Jack Split, 
Um, and that allowed students to take their medicine in school if a caregiver was there to administer it, which is such a burden on families. Um, I mean, at that point, just homeschool, right? Like, you, you literally have to drive to school to give your kid their life-saving medicine. Yeah. Just keep them home and save yourself from that. You already can't work if you're, you know, you have to worry about your kid. Um, then in 2018, there was a state legislative measure that updated Colorado law so that school personnel could administer medical weed if the district adopted such a policy. And they talked about the first school that did was Clear Creek, um, and they only did it because parents and advocates came out guns blazing, basically, demanding it. Um, And there's a mom in the story who has an autistic son, and she was told he was going to be institutionalized. But now the school nurse can give him whatever tincture or extract he takes, and he's surpassing everyone's expectations. He has built relationships, he gets good grades, and he's even playing team sports. Uh, And she talked about how pharmaceutical drugs he was on before gave him liver issues and caused him to gain weight, which made him just unhappy all the time and miserable. Maybe made him need a few other pharmaceutical products. Yeah, and maybe would have led him down the path to institutionalization. It's weird how that works, right? uh, Yeah. How one of them them makes you need like four more of them? (laughs) Yeah, crazy, isn't it? It's fucking brilliant, really, if you think about it. I know, it's gross. Um, but there's 178 public school districts, 70 of them outright prohibit medical weed, and only 45 of them have adopted these policies to let a school nurse administer it if a kid needs it. Um, which is just, it's so crazy to think it's been a decade since Colorado legalized and here we are. Like, you still can't take your medicine. Anyways, um, in 2021, Senate Bill... 21-056 passed, which required public school district policies to allow personnel to volunteer to administer medical weed and protect them if they decline or if they choose to do so and the feds come in, you know. Um, And it also created protocols to establish on-site storage so that they could keep these emergency nasal sprays and whatever else. Um, But... These districts have come out saying they're afraid of losing federal funding, and that's why they're just going to prohibit these kids' medicine. Even though that Senate bill totally eliminated the need to be scared of that, whatever. Um, And they had a link to Colorado Springs School District 11. On their website, they say that the federal government asked them to suspend their policy allowing the administration of medical weed in 2020. Which is just gross. We could have just said no. No, exactly. Could have said no. No, but they're so horny for the money, they they're can't say no. They're horny for the money, man. And that's the problem. They're a bitch to the money. Yeah, and they offer no value to these kids. No, not at all. Just make parents. your life fucking miserable. Yep. Nah, we gotta start doing all this shit ourselves, man. Yeah. The money, the entertainment, the music, the news, the fucking food. The schooling and education. Yep. The medicine. It's up to us. We're getting fucked for a hundred years, man. Stop. Let's stop. Let's just stop. Yep. I'm out, dude. Fuck these people. Yep. Fuck them. There was a good story that came out of Colorado this week, though, which is that 
Colorado Springs voters will get to decide whether the city should legalize and tax recreational sales on their, you know, November ballot. <laughs> so hmm. it's two separate issues, too. So they can, uh, you know, legalize sales and then not pass the additional sales tax that's being proposed. Ooh. Yeah. And this what, is where again? What state? It's Colorado Springs, Colorado. Oh, Sea Springs. Yeah, Sea Springs. Uh, they're going to pass the they're tax. They're going to pass the tax. Yeah. So, I'd look around. <laughs> it's, it's, it's fucking embarrassing. Oh, God. Yes and yes. No. Think. I'd say read. this is one of like the very few places I think it would have a chance at getting shot down. But even here, they'd probably pass a weed. Not down. in the city. In the city, they'll just, yes and yes. Oh, the city. Yeah, the city's <laughs> fucked. Yeah. Um. So if the voters pass it, which I'm guessing they will, but it's not safe to guess, I guess. Uh. <laughs> The sales and tax would go into effect in early 2023. It's funny that you got a better chance in the city than maybe like, say, Jackson County. Because the city stretches way up north. Yeah. In a lot of area. They couldn't get the uh, airport pass forever. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, just because of that. Hmm. Yeah, didn't they have to sneak their way into putting all that money in and redoing it? it like private money or something? Basically, after... Over a decade. I don't know how long they've been trying to do that fucking thing, but they had to, like, pinky swear promise and prove that they had all the funds privately there and that it wouldn't cost a taxpayer dime. Mm. Just like, eh, well, at that point, Yeah, if you're doing it on your own dime, fine, but the airport was perfect. Yeah, well. In the past. it's even more perfect. (laughs) Once you see what flying was like in, like, the late 60s, early 70s, Oh, God. then you're just like, why the fuck fly? Yeah, now, seriously. In today's world, unless you've got your own private plane, private transportation, and your own license. Someday. Yeah, put it on the to-do list. <laughs> um, it's already there. In Connecticut, Governor Ned Lamont says the state's about six months away from launching recreational sales. So they had a social equity council meeting last token Tuesday. They accepted 16 equity applicants as cultivators. Um, They had 41 total applicants, but 25 didn't qualify. Um, And so this is the first step towards formally approving recreational licenses in the state. But no, no weed by Christmas, but maybe by Groundhog Day. Yeah, maybe. Uh, But like I said, it's a baby step because... Those applicants have to still be cleared by the Department of Consumer Protection, and they got to submit background checks and pay a fee. So, uh, in Missouri, I was happy to see that ranked voting will not be on the November ballot because they didn't have enough signatures. And the headline has teased that new approaches legalization initiative might not have enough signatures either. But I think they will. I think it was a terrible headline. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, are you joking me? These are professionals. Go fuck yourself. Please. Like, yeah, seriously. This is the Borg. Welcome. Um, <laughs> yeah, but they pointed to, they said, you know, um, the ranked voting campaign was called Better Elections. What a fucking joke. And they hired 
this group called Fieldworks, and then they talk about how, oh, Fieldworks got the Medicaid expansion on the ballot, and blah, 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 in the past, all these accolades. Well, they fucked up this time. They Uh didn't do it, you know? They didn't get the signatures they needed. How is that correlated to new approach? It's not. No. So they're just saying, like, oh, yeah, they didn't have enough signatures, so they didn't make it. And that means that new approach might not make it either, even though they turned in 385,000 signatures and only need, like, 150,000. <laughs> Plus, they've already uh, gotten their signatures approved for the 1st District and the 5th District, which is St. Louis and Kansas City. And they need, what, like 8% of registered voters' signatures in six of the eight congressional districts. So they've got two big ones down. Um, That ranked voting initiative did not get enough signatures in St. Louis. So, train wreck. Oh, yeah. Um, That's hilarious. If you don't get your signatures enough. Everybody knows that's a scam, dude. That's what I think, too. The. Missourians were just like voting's already a fucking scam enough like just leave it you know gonna make it even bigger of of a scam yeah and you know they talk about this gap in signatures but it's just because the numbers are unreported they haven't all been counted yet you know as (laughs) I recall silly season strikes again (laughs) yes as I recall new approach goes through a very rigorous quality control as they gather signatures they you know, you make sure that people doing. are registered and stuff. Because yes. they talked about a lot of the signatures for the <laughs> other thing were from unregistered people. Yeah. It's like, dur, dur, dur. make sure they're registered before well, they sign. Know. And then if they're not, get them registered. That's what all of the other movements, unfortunately, suffer from when they're just like literally grassroots and they don't have these fucking Borgs in there. It's, yeah. You know, big heart, little and, head. Yeah, they hired a third party, but it wasn't enough because they didn't understand still how it worked. Yeah, you you have to train everyone. Yeah, you have to And you train. have to train everyone, like, thoroughly yeah. and efficiently. Yeah, and you new approach like, does that. You know, just, like, put a fucking PowerPoint up and say three things and, like, just list email. off the <laughs> rules to everyone. And then when I tell them all the rules, no, you have to, like, actually teach them. You yeah. have to say things over and over and over, like, eight times. Yep. And you have and to give practice. them some kind of a test or practice. Yep. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Like, all right, so what did I do wrong here? What did I do wrong here? What do you have to say here? Yeah, no, it's 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 so, it's got to be thorough, because it, every, at every point, the deck is stacked against you, and there's little fucking ahas so the state can't pass our shit. Yeah. But these guys are all inside players, and they got it down. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so yeah, silly season strikes again with that headline. When I they mean, pay people on the ground too, that's so important because people who know what they're doing often have another full time job. You know, so in order for them to hit the streets, they need to be paid. Yeah, it's an opportunity cost to go out there, even as a volunteer. That's right. Uh, that exact headline was "Fate of Missouri Marijuana Initiative Petition Unclear as Signature Count Continues." <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. We yeah. don't. We won't know till we know. God damn! I swear, but all of the they knew when they turned them in. <laughs> all of the even somewhat halfway shit journalists are all at the vineyard, and it's just strictly interns right now. I swear. Yeah. <laughs> I think that all the um, good journalists were like, "Fuck this! I'm not working for Satan anymore." Both yeah, the good journalists. <laughs> Both. <laughs> Yeah. Well, hey, Matt Lee's still at the White House uh, press briefing, so. That's true. He's a good guy. Last man standing. <laughs> Seems good. I don't know. I guess I've never met him, but. 
I like his work. He's good for some shit posts, at least. Yeah, at least. Um, in New Jersey, the Supreme Court is taking up a case on expungements and diversionary programs. Uh, I guess they'll be digging into whether joining a diversionary program for a pot offense still blocks admission to a second program after such cases were expunged under the state's legalization statute. That's all I know about it so far. They haven't released any documents or anything to the public, so... Mm. We shall see. I did see, though, that they're um, in New Jersey. Um, the expungements go under the Cannabis Regulatory Enforcement Assistance in Marketplace Modernization Act, which <laughs> abbreviated is CREMA. I liked that. <laughs> nice. Cream double M-A. <laughs> Creamy CREMA. CREMA. Uh, in New York, the Office of Cannabis Management mistakenly accused a decades-old event and catering business of engaging in unlicensed pot sales. Oh, no. That's pretty f- bad. That's bad to do that to someone. Um, oh, you're talking about the sneaking the pot in without them telling anybody? No, they're accusing this group of selling weed without being licensed when this Company is not selling weed at all. It oh, has nothing Jesus. to do with weed. They are an event venue. Right. So they have weddings, parties, you know, that kind of thing. Catering service. And they have obviously had clients pull out because their name got tarnished in this list of companies that the Office of Cannabis Management allegedly sent cease and desist letters to. Good they God. put them on blast and then they put it onto the wire, and it got blasted across more than a dozen news outlets for everyone to see. And this company's name was on there, and they have nothing to do with weed. And they are scared that they're going to lose their liquor license. That's fucking You know, that's bullshit. their main business. So the woman who's running the place. It's a big, huge lawsuit there. Yes, it should be. And I hope it is. Because um, she's reached out to the Office of Cannabis Management no answers. Defamation. You know, because she's like, I never got a cease and desist letter. I have nothing to do with weed at all. Like, we're an event venue. That's it. Um, they said that there was a social media post of some folks who wanted to host a, what they call, canna-centric farmer's market and had been, t- you know, brainstorming about using her venue. But once she discovered that they wanted to do some, like, oh, you buy stickers and you get an eighth of weed or something, you know? She was like, oh, I can't work. I can't have you guys in my venue. I'm sorry. Like, I'm not willing to risk my licenses over that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, But that social media post was all it took for the Office of Cannabis Management to just say, oh, they're doing illegal shit over there. They probably had some bot crawling every That's what fucking I'm thinking. thing or something. Because I'm like, wow, a little bit of like like a phone call or something, just a little bit of fact checking would have avoided this whole thing. Um, and she only found out that her company's name was on blast when a weed journalist called her and was like, "Oh, so what are you gonna do? Like, why did you get the season desist letter? What are you? What you know? What are your ne- next steps? I'm reaching out to everyone on this list." And she's like, "What the heck? What are you talking about?" Um, so yeah, she proactively called the New York State Liquor Authority <laughs> to try and make sure she's not at risk of losing her liquor license. Um, and like I said, hasn't heard back from the OCM. So great work. Wonderful. Yeah, just wonderful. Innocent people getting blasted over prohibition bullshit. That's insanity. 
in a state where they've legalized, you know? Like, just because it hasn't rolled out, now it becomes the emerald market. Oh, we're going to put names on blast of people that might have pot, even though it's legal here. So gross. Uh, this week, also in New York, the mayor of New York City, Eric Adams there, said that uh, it reeks of weed, which we've been hearing a lot. Oh, I got, no. I got a clip. Oh, boy. Got a clip. Clipper you know, one thing I smell right now is pot. It's like everybody is smoking a joint now, you know? Um, uh, you know, everybody has a joint. Uh, I, I, I'm not smelling. Maybe I have a New York nose that, you know, I'm not smelling, you know, uh, filth. I'm not smelling filth, he said, because New oh, York City right. was ranked the second dirtiest city in the world behind Everybody Rome. Everybody knows that place smells like piss, piss dude. Yeah. If you've ever been to New York and you actually go anywhere in New York, it just smells like piss. I know. Most places, like most places smell like piss. It's just yeah. a thing. Now people are going to complain about smelling weed, but I'd rather smell weed than pee. Yeah, no, easily. Easily, yeah. Easily. No contest. And you see all those pictures of, like, the garbage bags ripped open <laughs> by feral yeah. cats on the streets and all that shit. It's so gross. It's really gross. Um, in Rhode Island, school nurses are now allowed to administer medical weed to student patients. And oh, um, in the whole state of Rhode Island... There's only 22 registered patients under the age of 18. So it's not like they have their work cut out for them or anything. Um, just like in Colorado, minors can't smoke, so they have to take extracts. Um, and this stipulates that they can only administer it in specific locations, like the nurse's office. And that if they go on a school trip, they can't bring their medicine with them. Which is messed up, because you know a kid could bring their Adderall or their Xanax or whatever with them in their pocket. In a prescription bottle, and probably nothing would get said about it. Maybe. I don't know for sure. But, yeah, I mean. I remember high school. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know. Uh, who could have pills and who was supposed to, I think, was two different groups of people. But That's for sure. That's for sure. Okay, fair enough. Fair enough. But I didn't know anyone that would go down to the nurse's office to take medicine. Anyway. <laughs> Unless they needed medicine from her. Um... Final story behind the curtain tonight. The Richmond International Airport in Virginia uh, came out with this little presser from a spokesman who says, pot possession will not elicit a police response. All right. So, Brittany Griner, you can fly into Virginia. You're, <laughs> you're it's good. It's a step in the right direction after all. After all, it's a step in the right direction. It's a step in the right direction after all. The rationale there is that TSA always refers drugs that they find to the local police. And, and there, the Richmond Airport Police enforce state law, not federal law. And pot became legal a year ago for people over the age of 21. So they did say they had one citation so far, and it was a minor who got caught with weed. And all that they received was a $25 fine. Okay. So, yeah, that was a good step in the right direction, I would yeah. say. Well, we got hit by hit by sticks in the helipad here. Sticks. One 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 from Fletcher says Woo! sticks out of fountain, and then again sticks, and then one more time sticks. Nice. <laughs> oh, thanks, Fletcher. One 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 from uh, C Dubs out of Bucyalada said sticks. <laughs> thanks, C Dubs. 
Lots of ones. I like that. Multiple sticks. Well, uh, you know, we always bring a big bad metal moment every Tuesday night. Courtesy of the Rev Cyber Trucker. That's correct. Took the words right out of my mouth. Yeah, you can find him at RevCyberTrucker.com. Is that correct? That is. I'm so good at remembering it. It just rolls right off the tongue. RevCyberTrucker.com. Yeah, and uh, of course this week is no exception. He's rolling around making sure that the load gets there on time and, in addition, that the metal moment gets there on time. In the bowl and in the morning, this here is Sir Reverend Cybertrucker and Kenny and Grogu with this week's Metal Moment. Founded in Phoenix, Arizona in 2000, American humor core band Psycho Stick successfully crosses a level of heaviness and aggression found in bands such as Chimera, Machine Head, and Hatebreed with the wit and humor of the Bloodhound Gang, Tenacious D, and Weird Al Yankovic. Their 2011 album, Space Vampires vs. Zombie Dinosaurs in 3D, was one of their later attempts to not suck. And with titles like Premature Intoxication, Political Bum, My Clingy Girlfriend, Duh, Of Course We Did Outtakes, and this title, Because Boobs, I think they did a good job. Boobs should always be in my face, so bring them over to my place. Guys know what it's all about, Victoria, your secret's out. All bras do is get in the way, so let your puppies out to play. Squish them boobs all up on me. Oh yeah, very nice. Wow, I had the mute. She's got big boobs, doesn't she? Yes! I knew it! Yes! A classic. No for a fact. Did you see her breasts? Hell yeah. A Bone Zone favorite. Hell yeah. That's Love that one. one. Thank you. Thank you for bringing it, Rev. Yeah, and you can make a request for Metal Moments by calling 816-366-8333, which will be in the show notes. That's right. He takes your metal requests each week. Just like we take your voicemails. 816-607-3663. We did have a few callers tonight. We are talking about the first time that you ever had phone sex. Hey. Hey. Long time bowler, first time caller. Oh, welcome caller. I'm calling to step up to the plate, give my story. I believe you asked when was the first time you had to kill a rooster in self-defense oh yes well, let me tell you about four <laughs> years ago my neighbor little 
elderly sweet lady came over carrying a stick as big as she was. A stick. Turns out that one of her roosters just went off the deep end, chasing her around. She was trying to hit it with a stick, so she asked for some help. So I came inside, got my pellet gun, and went over to uh, dole out some rural vengeance. Well, I was feared for my safe. And wait, what is that? Hold on. Oh. Oh. Oh, that's not the question he was asked? <laughs> Wait, what? When was the first time you had phone sex with a rooster? Oh, my God. What is wrong with you people? Oh, my God. <laughs> These people are sick. Oh, I didn't remember the rooster part. The rooster snuck in there. Yeah, someone's got cock on the mind. <laughs> and I accidentally knocked it in the head. <laughs> We did get manage to get a few ISOs from that. Yeah, you chopped up some of uh, the rooster killer, James Nix. Yeah, James Nix. They called the chicken police on him. Whatever. So I'm defending myself. <laughs> yeah, very nice. You gotta defend yourself against the crazy roosters. I mean, geez, what are you gonna do? Yeah, and I've heard roosters are crazy. Phone sex? You remember your first time? Yeah, I do. I was like fourteen. Uh-oh. And I had recently gotten a cell phone. That's always what does it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Getting a cell phone. Yeah. And so I had like a long distance thing going on with someone. Yeah. And I used to just, <laughs> you know, we'd talk during the day on the landline, but then I'd take my cell phone and like sneak it under my pillow. I was supposed to charge it in the living room and not have it in my bedroom at night. But fuck that you know so right i sneak it into uh under the pillow and i didn't even have texting but i remember it was free to talk after 7 p.m yeah so i wasn't gonna be charged for Unlimited the minutes. nights and weekends yeah and so then we'd just call each other like we'd wait till like midnight or 1 a.m when everyone in our houses were sleeping <laughs> fucking old people yeah and uh and just shoot the shit and then eventually you know when a guy and a gal are like into each other you just get horny and so we started talking and it became like dirty talking baby's first dirty talking Uh oh you know just like huh if only i was there i would kiss you and blah blah. it was just so lame i was you know (laughs) virgin some virgin imagination shit going on and then i'd unzip your pants but then we ended up like masturbating on the phone together yeah and, like, not talking so much anymore, <laughs> you know? <laughs> and like, I'm 14, so I don't have a dildo or vibrator or anything. I remember I had this, like, electric razor, and I took the top off of it to get to the part that goes up and down and would use that as a vibrator. <laughs> and I would just take, like, the fat washable markers, and that was, like, my <laughs> I would just use that. I'd say I'd, I'd use that. Or a hairbrush, like, the stem of a hairbrush. <laughs> I think you can time it right yeah. to finish together. And it was like a, a, a it was so romantic, you know. <laughs> but I look back <laughs> and I just think, man, I'm glad that we didn't have like phone uh, video chat and that kind of stuff then. Yeah, this is true. Because even to send a picture, it would be grainy and pixelated yes. and crappy pictures. Look at my cute little outfit, but it looks like shit <laughs> on this tiny flip phone screen. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, phone sex was like as raunchy as it got. At that point in time, I didn't have the internet, so I wasn't on webcam ever. Mm-hmm. 
no chat roulette unless I was at a friend's house. <laughs> um, but yeah, it was just it was just silly, you know. And then you always feel goofy after. Mm-hmm. But then you like touching yourself, masturbating, and you have a crush on someone to come back for more the next night or whatever. Makes sense. Yeah, until you break up. <laughs> and then it was over. And then it was over. <laughs> just like this next call will be over. I'm uh scrolling feverishly through NAS to find uh, this week's topic, and, uh, and I realized that I could look over at uh, text chat, and it says it right at the top. Oh, look at that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um... Hex chat. I don't... Did something uh, right for a change. I don't think I've really had phone sex until I was probably close into my 30s, because, uh... I was dating a woman at the time that was, uh, it was odd because she liked to talk nastier on the phone than she did in, uh, <laughs> in the sheets. Uh-oh. Uh, yeah, it was awkward. Kind of awkward, yeah. Because you're still in phone mode and, uh, <laughs> kinda, I don't know, not. Uh, it was weird. Uh. So, I never really said anything about it. It was just, uh, there was no uh, back and forth when it was physical. Yeah. But yet, uh, over the phone, it was... Uh, I'm going to jump up and down on your butt. <laughs> uh, it wasn't really my bag because I'm more into physical, and maybe, maybe that was the issue. So, mm. either or... Whatever, such is life. Yeah, there's you. Say la, say la vie, la vie, um, la vie, la vie. In the bowl. In the bowl. Yeah, uh, la physical la is ravioli. Way better than. <laughs> some people just want to be like, oh, 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 I'm gonna smack your ass, and some people would rather just go. Yeah, yeah. I guess there's two types of people in this world, right? <laughs> the talkers and the doers. Don't you remember the? phone sex chat line commercials yeah that would come on at like 10 p.m super late yeah those are so funny to me i was like what a great job one of our models is waiting on the line (laughs) and they totally look like this bitch on the screen right here yeah thanks to the power of your imagination and they're wearing these costumes for sure it's just Uh, all in the voice in theater of the mind that would be fun it would be fun be hilarious yeah, pretty much the same uh, experience. Yeah. Phone sex. I had this long-distance girl in Connecticut. Oh, wow. Connecticut, too. That's so funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, the place you would only want to have sex with people via the phone. Connecticut. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> wow. I see. No, yeah, it was just the same kind of thing. It was like, uh, you're goofy and you're horny and you're walking around naked. And you're like, oh, you're naked. Are you naked? Yeah, I'm naked. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. She was she wasn't wearing anything. Oh man. Oh man. Walk around naked, man. That's bold. Yeah. As a teenager. Well, in the room with your door shut, but yeah. Late oh, yeah. at night. You can do whatever the fuck you want late at night. Everybody's passed out. True, true. Oh man, that's funny. Did you think it was like awkward did you initiate? I can't remember. I think it's just like one thing led to another, you know? Yeah. Yeah, that's how it usually might go <laughs> it's those long silent pauses i think that actually initiate 
<laughs> you started wondering, what are they doing? Because you're like, oh, she's probably thinking some shit, huh? And she's like, oh, he's probably thinking some shit, huh? <laughs> and then you start thinking some shit for real. And then you start saying that shit you're thinking. And from there, it's off to the races, man. Yep. Then you touch yourself. And then it's like four minutes and 40 seconds go by and like, you're nut. <laughs> you're like, oh my God, <laughs> the fuck have we done? I'll call you tomorrow. Okay. Oh, <laughs> I remember like falling asleep on the phone. I think I did that the first time, but then realized how fucking annoying that is. And, and the phone would get hot. Yes. <laughs> it was dangerous. Yeah, it would get hot. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and it'd be mm. under your ear, which would be like sweating onto the phone. Yeah. Mm. It's not a good look. It's really stupid. Probably fried half our brain out. Yep, probably. Oh, man. Oh, well. <laughs> Sorry, we fit in with uh, people such as this next caller. See, this one's a little weird because the first time we attempted bone sex, it was somebody that I hadn't had physical sex with yet or slash never did. Yeah, so yep. Yep. So it just never, never rung the same way, I guess. I don't know. For... <clears throat> For as many years as I've been away, it's never been successful. Never, I don't know. It's just kind of <laughs> your Jedi mind tricks don't work on me. Oh yeah, <laughs> in the bowl. In the bowl. In the bowl. I will say the funnest phone sex I ever had was with you, though. Oh yeah. Um, the first winter when I went back to massive two shits, mm-hmm. and you. Did you come out later? You yeah. were like working and then yeah, you drove out to get me and mm-hmm. go thank goodness. And we did a we did a video call. <laughs> yeah. That was fun. I'm pretty sure I still have screen caps of that video call somewhere. <laughs> so do I. Somewhere in the fucking archives, man. Yep. And it's like Yeah. But it's Amber. you know, like we know each other intimately. Yeah. It's, it's so lot, different. It's a lot different. Than that like virgin I'm I know, reading romance like, novels and then like saying what I want. I don't have anyone else who talks to me like this, so I guess I'll talk to you like this. Usually I just think these things silently in my head before I go to sleep. Uh, yeah, well, that's how it works. That's how it rolls. Yeah. Thanks, bowlers, for your calls, for your ringy dings. Yeah, you can have phone sex with us on our voicemail line anytime. It's true. <laughs> it's true. Now we got to pick out our first time ever for next week. I do have a list of them here. Uh, this front page is almost totally struck. Uh, first time we got fired, found a dead animal, fucked with a Ouija board, and saw a drag show are the four on that side. And then uh, let's see what else we got. Fucked my roommate, went to the DMV, changed jobs, moved out of hometown, went to a flea market. Remember that one got dropped yeah. late last time. The man said, uh, f- ever fought a rooster in self-defense, too, but I just feel like it's probably not a lot of people that have. Yeah. No, no, if the bowlers haven't had phone sex yet, I Chickens doubt they've. Chickens are dying everyday people at churches, Popeyes, and Kentucky Fried Chicken. Probably have not fought a rooster on their own yet. No. <laughs> no. I like to fuck with a Ouija board. Okay, I like that. That's actually literally the top one on the list. Nice. We just haven't done it. Yeah, so we want to hear about the first time you ever fucked with a Ouija board. Ouija board? I always say Ouija. Like a squeegee. Yes, it's Ouija board. Ouija board. Ouija board, yes. Yeah. 816-607-3663.
It's the number you can give to your doctors. That's the number if you know the drill. <laughs> oh, my good God. Yeah, you could give it to your medical professionals. Yeah, that's right. Set me up an appointment at the bowl, please. Good God in heaven. Well, there's only one thing left to do now. You're right. Ah, fuck it, dude. Let's go bowling. Let's go bowling. Keep bowling, 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 yeah. Uh, a Missouri man in a class action lawsuit says Bass Pro won't honor the lifetime warranty on his socks. Oh, my God. How dare they? How dare they indeed? Yeah. There's a bit of a story here, too, because for years he has been exchanging his redhead lifetime guarantee all-purpose wool socks every time they wore out. He'd just bring them in, get a new pair. Oh, man. But in 2021, the Springfield-based company changed its policy when he tried to return four pairs at once. He's like cleaning <laughs> up on these socks year after year. He's it's, like, oh, lifetime warranty. All right, cool. Yeah, and he buys like five pairs of socks, all you need, or they're, maybe seven, you know. They're socks. <laughs> of course they're going to wear out. Yeah, but lifetime. Why would they ever put a lifetime guarantee on some socks unless they're like Kevlar socks or some hardcore shit, you know what I mean? Yeah. That just seems like a, they shot themselves in the sock there. They sure did. Uh, now, when he exchanged those socks, he got a pair that said, uh, 60 day warranty ah. instead of a lifetime warranty. So he cashed his last lifetime in and now there's just 60 day. Well, you know, his lawsuit says Bass Pro is mi- misrepresenting the socks in its ad because it says they're the last socks you'll ever need to buy due to the lifetime warranty. And, uh, of course, to him, that was a major factor in his decision to yeah, buy it in the first right. place. That was like, he's like, look, I already got into this. I agreed. You agreed. We all agreed. I'd never buy socks again. Now you're saying I got to buy them? This is one of those things where you can kind of see both sides of the stick. You know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, he had been exchanged. He got a years out of them in this they, uh, warranty. They shouldn't have uh, made this claim unless they were going to follow through with it. Yeah. That's true. Yep. I'm on Team Missouri, man. <laughs> Cotton Gin says Bitcoin fixes this. <laughs> Bitcoin fixes my socks. Oh, yes. Well, this week, uh, a Van Gogh self-portrait was discovered behind the painting Head of a Peasant Woman. It was Ooh. hidden for over a century by layers of glue and cardboard when it was framed in the early 20th century. I didn't know this, but I guess Van Gogh liked to turn canvases around and paint on the other side to save money. Wow. Yeah. What a broke-ass bitch. So, uh, eh, you know, artist. <laughs> uh, the self-portrait was discovered by X-Ray of the canvas ahead of an upcoming exhibition it's about to be a part of. And so now experts are trying to figure out how to remove the glue and cardboard without harming the head of a peasant woman. Uh, and they say visitors to the exhibition will be able to see the X-Ray image through a light box. Oh boy! So how quaint? How quaint? Hidden, hidden paintings. That's neat. Oh, this story came from our friend Abel Kirby. He's on a chicken beat. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's new park the signs chickens, huh? in Hawaii that discourage folks from feeding feral chickens. Yeah, I Head- support this. The headline suggests there's a much larger problem going on. The population has grown. So rapidly that the city has to intervene. 
with these feral chickens. And uh, homeowners are complaining about the noise. The parks are getting destroyed because the chickens are burrowing and making these holes everywhere. Oh, Lord. <laughs> um, and I guess that the Department of Parks and Recs had contracted a vendor to catch and remove the feral chickens. But when they set up traps, folks came and vandalized them, and then they harassed the workers about what they were doing because people love the chickens too much, you know? Far too much. But the chickens are growing out of control. So um, they say they have no idea where the feral problem has come from, but most likely domesticated chickens that got loose. I blame Will. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will Ferrell. <laughs> Will Ferrell chicken. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Will is the source of all feral chickens. Uh, Will Ferrell. Makes nothing but sense. That's a stretch, um, I guess. It is. That's all right. <laughs> I tried to flip a, a lane joke on you. Yeah. Oh, well. So I'm going to miss. Because <laughs> I'm just not smart enough or fast enough. <laughs> um... But folks uh, in Hawaii, I guess, in residentially zoned areas can own two chickens on their property. Uh, But I guess it's really difficult to contain the chickens for them for some reason. So Mm. then the chicken runs away, flies away, and uh, then they make more chickens. So here we are. Maybe the signs will stop people from loving them so much. (laughs) Yes, surely the signs will change people's behavior. I think that uh, James Nix needs to get involved here. Well, they just, you know, he needs to come in with a stick. Well, they just eat them all. Call, yeah, call churches, call Popeyes. Is it that hard KFC. to just eat some chickens? You got feral chickens. Like, all right. I know. For uh, food walking around. Yeah. That's what I thought, too. Just knock them in the neck and eat the sons of bitches. Isn't that <laughs> typical? I don't understand. Uh, I don't get it either. What will we do? There's chickens. <laughs> like, come on. We'll take care of them. Jesus. Yeah. Put them in a pen. Hasn't been that difficult for us. This we haven't is, lost this a chicken. This is where we've come to as a society. We can't yeah. like we're and like, oh my god, it's chickens. But when I read what they're only do? like they're only allowed to have two chickens. I'm like, well, how did a bunch of people having two chickens get out of control? That's three households. That's only six chickens. How is it out of control now? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't know either. I've never been to Hawaii. So what's just, going on? <laughs> we'll put up a sign that says not to feed them, and then they'll disappear. Disappear. <laughs> Yeah. It's fucking genius. I, yeah, I'm with you. So, uh, Oh, well. You gotta grab them and twist them slightly. Yeah, And that's then right. you eat them. Yep. And it's funny, they had like a an interview, and in the background of this guy talking, you're... <laughs> I was like, oh, man. And then they're like, look, there's a chicken crossing the road now. Oh, <laughs> oh God. Oh, yeah. Uh, some boomers up in there. Recalcitrant boomers. <laughs> uh, a Texas family was eating at a Waffle House in North Carolina. And when they were done, they decided to rob the place. Whoa. Wow, <laughs> oh, you hit the beads. I rolled the ball right into the beads, dude. That was crazy. Got stuck on my shit. Yeah. Family of six. Sat down. Ate. Then dude draws a handgun, demands money from all the employees. And then they left in separate vehicles. But they were caught, they were arrested, and they're going to face additional charges because apparently they did this in Louisiana also. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Double dipping. Yeah. It calls Rick Lee Easter. 
dine demand and dash instead of just a dine and dash. You tell Mickey Mary Knox did it. You pay me to eat here. Stupidy. A man robbed a Providence, Rhode Island strip club this week and took $22,000 in $1 bills from a safe. Oh my goodness. Yeah, that's commitment. Just out of sheer strength and uh, well, problem-solving skills alone. He walked into the manager's office, mm-hmm. and there's three safes. The manager's counting money from two of the open safes, and it was altogether from those two safes, 3500 bucks. But this guy who was robbing him demanded that he open the third safe. Yeah, well, Which no had shit. the $22,000 in it in ones. And so then he, you know, said, don't turn your back. I'm leaving. Walked out the back and, like, jumped over this fence and made off. They, they caught a guy, but they don't know if it's the guy. Um, but the owner, whose name is Dick Shappy, great name for a strip club owner, he thinks it was an inside job because the dude knew which safe had the most money, and he also knew how to navigate the layout of the building. But I don't know. I mean, I would also think if you see $3,500, you're like, there's got to be more. Yeah, right? especially if the third safe's closed. <laughs> yeah, I want to see what's in the third safe. Well, they I say d- that a dollar bill weighs about a gram. So 22,000 grams is like 48 and a half pounds. Holy mackerel. Like, that's not an insignificant amount of money to haul around. Seems like a pain in the butt. You can do it for sure, but... Just, just the patience of stuffing them into a bag, a massive too. amount of fucking cash, and you're going to put it in a fucking duffel bag? Oh, yeah. man. And now you got to pay everything with ones. That's the the fun part. Oh, yeah. Oh, plenty of places appreciate the change. I'd go get a hot tub first thing. (laughs) I got a bag of ones here. I want a $783. All right, hold on. I'll count it (laughs) out. Let me count these. I'm going to put them in stacks of 10. Hey, yeah. Well, I have a clip from Florida. Ooh, a clip, you say. Monday at 5. Craven tried to clean the master bath. I sprayed the whole top of the toilet and then I lifted the seat and I seen this tail like curved around the bowl. It freaking hissed at me. I told you. This is a spiny tail iguana. That's Danny's house guest, now in the hands of wildlife conservationist Justin Matthews. He gave this foot-long, five-ounce, four-month-old boy a name. Flushy. Flushy is going to become a part of Matthew's educational exhibits for school children and those otherwise curious. I've been rescuing wildlife over 30 years. I've never seen an iguana in a toilet. How did Flushy wind up getting into the toilet? Well, Matthews believes that he was discarded by a previous owner, lived in the wild for a while, and then went up through the pipes. Wow. Iguana in the toilet. Better not be no iguana coming through my toilet. I can tell you that. <laughs> my toilet. <laughs> yeah. There's lizards in the toilet. So you hear that story, and I'm like, wow, Florida woman finds an iguana in her toilet. That's uh, yeah, that's why you always look, you know? But then imagine my shock when I saw this next story. Every time I walk into the restroom, I open the, uh, the lid of the toilet with a certain amount of apprehension. And time. who can blame him? For the third time in less than a year, Bruce Flyers found an iguana in his toilet. Shut the fuck up. Twice in the last week. 
So it's uh, happening more and more. At least he has Harold Rondon to call, who makes a living removing iguanas. From One turlets. time it was funny, second time, let's do something, but now the third time? First they covered <laughs> the vent on the roof, figured that's how they were getting in. Now it's just a mystery. We know it's not the vents. Um, he looked for a little open sewer line around his house. He hasn't found one. So now we need to find out what's coming on before someone does get hurt. Because imagine sitting down on this. You go into that bathroom, half asleep, sit down, and it unfortunately get you. It's tearing flesh. So for now, Bruce says he'll take a close look every time nature calls. He's also keeping Harold's number handy. Who knows if he'll need his services for a fourth time. After the first time, I said I would never sit down again without looking. After the second time, I said the same thing. I'm not sure I'm ever going to sit down again. <laughs> we never know when they're going to appear. This guy, this guy, Harold, the removal guy, mm -hmm. he's very good. I'm putting iguanas in the He must be very good, man, at sneaking that thing back in there. <laughs> yeah. Go iguana. Man, if, if it was me, I'm just saying, I would be tagging the fucking thing or giving it a tattoo or something. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. A repeat problem. Because how you got to fucking do a turlet iguana three different times, man. That's just too many. It just doesn't happen. Come on. I know. And, you know, they made a big deal out of Florida woman finding that. Well, that was a Florida man. Yeah. Regular old case of anything you can do, I can do better. I got three <laughs> iguanas. Oh, you found one. You only one. got one. You found one turtle <laughs> iguana? That's amateur shit. Those are Ricky Dovers, man. Yeah. Florida problems. Also in Florida this week, a Red Lobster restaurant discovered a one in 30 million orange lobster oh hell yeah yeah so instead of cooking it obviously they called ripley's to find out how rare it was and now it is living at a south carolina aquarium and has been named cheddar oh nice after the biscuits exactly god damn now i want a biscuit i know those they're so are, good those things are some kind of evil. Yeah, definitely of, evil. Little lump of evil, dude. I bet you could make a home version of it that would be awesome. Calls to me. Yeah. In its evil way. As you can imagine, being an orange lobster would be dangerous because it would uh, attract predators. Yeah, it's not a very good way to blend in. No. Also, if you don't want to blend in... SWA Diamonds in India broke a Guinness record this week for the most diamonds set in one ring. Oh boy, how many? How many? 24,679 diamonds. Oh my god. Weighing 340 grams, so like 0. 0.74 pounds. Mm. Three quarters of a pound about. On uh, the ring looks like a pink oyster mushroom, which they say represents immortality and longevity. And it has 41 petals. The thing's like the size of a woman's hand. That's a little ridiculous. Totally ridiculous. Me. But you know what? It's great PR for them yeah. and their diamond company. So, <laughs> Gotta get them diamonds out there, you know? Yeah. And my final story for the lanes tonight is another Guinness World Record. This time for the biggest Power Rangers collection. Oh, Lord. This dude, Michael Nielsen 
has 9,364 items, including action figures, weapons, books, DVDs spanning the 28 seasons, and three films. 28 seasons of that mother? Yeah. Whoa, I did not know that. Mm-hmm. There's a new one coming out. It's like Netflix exclusive. Wow. Yeah. Uh, he said his collection started in 1993 when he was 10 and got a Megazord action figure for his birthday from season one. But... He was disappointed with it because it didn't combine or transform like in the show. Ah, and uh, it, it was a smaller version and it, it had shooting fists. Yeah. Which I was like, I'm pretty sure I had that. I, I know I've seen those <laughs> for sure. Yeah. But he said for Christmas, he ended up getting a deluxe Megazord. All right. Which did the combine and transform. Yeah, they pull, up, they pull apart into the vehicle or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. And so uh, he said that inspired him to just keep looking and collecting. So here we are, almost 10,000 items later. <laughs> Tight. He said, you know, if you uh, can think of it, I've probably got it. I had these uh, Red Ranger gloves that I got for my birthday when I was maybe like four or something. The dude that owned the bowling alley in Raytown, he gave me them for my birthday. I thought they were the coolest shit. That's They cool. had uh, to button in the wrist you could push, and it would be like, go, go, Power Rangers. And then... Uh, they had two little buttons in the, like, the web of your thumb, and you could, like, hit the button while you were, like, karate chopping or whatever, because it would make, like, a whoosh sound, you know? Nice. So you'd be, like, whoo, 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 with pushing these buttons and, like, flying your hands around. So that's what I did, of course, naturally. You know? Hell yeah. Yeah, it was great fun. Awesome times. Man, Just we like had, in the bowl. Uh, we had a couple exit boosts, oh, if cool. you will, including... Uh, sixty nine, sixty nine from Boobery. Sixty nine, sixty nine, dudes. That came out of Curiocaster, and he said, "Well, I'm not sure what he said. He sent this link here." If you've been a bad boy, New York's top dominatrixes are waiting to <laughs> dish it out if you can take it. Nine seven zero Miss, the only live S and M line to call. Nine seven zero Miss. Ooh, Lord. Obey. Do it now. Call. 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 Get your beat in. <laughs> Over the phone. And then, uh, oh, I I don't know why, like, since uh, Boob said, like, I copied the next Boostagram, but <laughs> it's not going to be pasted in my web browser. It just says, from Cotton Gen, 4269, out of Bunch of boomers in here. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I guess it's to be expected. So, uh, cotton gin in the chat room's going, uh, oh, a bunch of boomers in here. Yeah, that cotton gin. Well, thank you, cotton gin. Maybe there will be less boomers next week. You never know. <laughs> Hopefully, we'll be, uh, low on the boomers this Sunday as we, uh, sit down with Kyron for Bulls with Buzz right after No Agenda. Yes. But hey, you know, if you're a boomer, whatever, you can chill. Yeah. Just don't call the fucking cops or whatever. Just here. Hit this joint. You'll be fine. Boomers are cool. As long as you feed them enough weed. That's right. And uh, we've been fed quite enough weed, so we're out of here. We'll see you next Tuesday. Until then, I will be Sir Spencer, Wolfgang City. I'll be Dame DeLorean. Till Sunday's Bowls with Buds. May your bowls burn ever brighter.
None of this is good. None of this is good. Oh, brother. None of this is good. He's so good. None of this is good. Hello. Let your wannabe. <laughs> Stay stoned. Stay stoned. Bowl after bowl.com. <laughs> 